everybody uh what's happening to fairly normal with josh wolf my guest today a radio legend <laughs> frank kramer everybody frank thank you for having me on man happy th birthday by the th way thank you very much now listen we're gonna take phone calls later i have a first of all there's a phone in here yeah it's like what a shit hole. i know <laughs> There's a phone in here. <laughs> the couch. That's a, that, that's a couch that you would see in the boom boom room. Do you know what I mean? Like if you went to a strip club. That couch could talk. That couch had. If you waved a blacklight. Oh, Is I that took a futon. I took a blacklight to a hotel a couple weeks ago. No. I did. Oh my God. I forgot to where tell the, people where that. Where the strangest place that glow? Was it was like high on the wall. You're like, how in the hell? Okay. So first of all, I would suggest never to do this. <laughs> no. Because I asked to switch rooms. And they were like, what's wrong? I go, I can't, I don't want to tell you what's wrong, but I'm going to have to switch rooms. Now, I, and I didn't shine the black light in the new room. Did you, was, did you shine it behind the curtains too? Because that's where I usually uh, Oh, no, I, right on the curtains. There's like dick marks on the curtains. <laughs> I mean, and let me tell you something. The bathroom looked like a fucking crime scene. <laughs> on the walls, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. You get back in there five minutes later, and the spots have moved. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> We were discussing off the air, actually, that you didn't know that crabs have gone basically extinct. No, I had no idea. How do you feel about that? I had crabs at one time, and I always heard that to, to get rid of them, it would be to shave off That's uh, what I did, yeah. one side. One side? One side of your pubes, and you light the other side on fire, and then they run out, you stab them with a with the ice pick. What? That's the... <laughs> would you fucking... <laughs> you have walking dead crabs? Yeah, yeah that... <laughs> It, it didn't work. No, no. How's your dick? It's not but that good anymore. Because people are shaving so much in the Gone. pubic area, they've they've cleared the the rainforest. They basically that's right. They've knocked down all of the trees. Gone the way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Can you? I mean, are you sad? Is that sad? When something like that goes extinct, makes me feel. Is old. that sad? Old. Yeah, because I had crabs at one time. It's like I had one of those stories. Like, crabs is like your polio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> disease it doesn't exist yeah. anymore you, your grandfather was like i had polio and you're like well, i had crabs like <laughs> yeah it's like like when there's no more scurvy anymore because yeah. people start eating oranges it's like oh i had scurvy um okay the, are you by the way and i have to talk about this before we get into what well, i do have a lot of questions for you you're a sports fan yes i'm a patriots fan i knew that man can i tell you how happy i was about the game this weekend <laughs> Uh, I was I was excited to see Andrew Luck come back. Yeah. That was supposed to be the game that if Tom Brady did get suspended yep. for the whole thing, this was going to be his first game back. So it was a big hyped game anyway. And then Luck had two games off to nurse his shoulder, and I thought, this is going to be it. It's going to be good. It was good. But the best part about it, look, I was hoping going in they were going to win 72 to nothing. Do you know what was even better than 72 to nothing? That fake punt. What the? was? That? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I, I was watching it at a bar, right, and I was looking at it go, are they about to run a play two on five? There's no way they're going to do two on five. And then they snapped the ball, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm thinking the guy who snapped the ball hates the guy he snapped the ball to. It was one of those because it was five on two. It's like, watch this. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's the game of smear the queer. <laughs> it would be great if he had snapped the ball and just stepped out of the way. <laughs> I think he kind of did it. There you go. <laughs> well, when he lift, when he snapped the ball, the dude, you could see he didn't even want to take it. He was like, put it back down on the ground. I don't want to take it. To, but, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? When the coach said, why'd you snap the ball? The question I would have asked him is, why'd you call that play? Forget why'd I snap the ball. Yeah, what was the plan going to be if he didn't snap it? Were they all going to run back? They were going to try to get a delay a game a and delay then call a game. timeout. Somebody was, in, the, in, the, in the zone? It, it was the stupidest call of all time. But I was so happy because Indianapolis had made deflate cakes. Had you yeah, heard yeah. of that? And broken phone cookies. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, I bet you they taste sweet this morning, don't they? Yeah, you're having a hell of a season. I mean, you're undefeated, right? Yeah. The Patriots, so are my Broncos. But my God, talk about he two rough. different undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Patriots look unstoppable, and the Broncos look like they're barely breathing, but yet, I mean, because Peyton Manning, what? this painful to watch. When he told us his fingers are numb and he can't feel them anymore, oh, I know. now you can see it. Yeah. It's just throwing pigeons out there. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. If my fingers were numb, I think I would go look at my bank account and go, I'm doing all right. He's I'm got gonna, Papa John's cash I'm, now. Yeah. Come on, Papa John. By the way, Papa John it, it needs to take it easy on that Botox. <laughs> <laughs> you see those commercials? And he's he looks so surprised all the time that he's on TV. Oh, Papa John! <laughs> he's looking more and more like, uh, what was that wooden doll that had a, Pinocchio? Show, a show in the 50s? Uh, Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. He's like those gigantic <laughs> cheek implants and his face won't move. He's like, hee. That is not like, I, when I think of somebody who's going to shill pizza to me, it should be like a, a heavier, do you know? Yeah. Like a, do you know what I mean? There's somebody that's welcoming. Like he's looks like he's eating the like Aunt Jemima with the pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. where you're like, yeah, pancakes. yeah. Somebody who's like, hey, eat the pizza. Yeah, I stare as stereotypical as you can get. That's where I want to go. Have you had the black bun whopper yet? I have not. I've had a couple black buns before, but I've never had. <laughs> you gave him the whopper. <laughs> have you had it? No, I haven't. Supposed to turn your poop green. The black turns to green? Yeah, the, the, some of the, the few chemicals uh, that they use turn your poop green, and it's actually become a Halloween costume this year, a couple's costume. Guy dresses up as Black Whopper, and chick does sexy green turd. Sexy green turd, that doesn't go together at all. <laughs> I know. The, the, you can make anything sexy, I think. I, I will tell you this, though. I will tell you for sure that I, I've eaten at Burger King before. You don't need a black bun for the green shit. <laughs> I know. It's like, I eat a regular Whopper. Yeah, I, I still have green shit. Green shit. Um, do you, and I noticed you said turd, do you, when you do podcasts, do you, because you do so much radio, do you find yourself just adhering to the rules that you usually have to adhere to every morning? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I said turd. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot. I had the headphones on and something happens. So yeah, doing um, radio again, morning radio for the last uh, three years, yep. three years now. Uh, sign the new deal. So yeah, well, congratulations. The first deal doesn't matter. It's always the second deal. Yeah. Once you get the second deal, it's like, oh, they. Well, <laughs> I did it. I did it. I wasn't just a. Well, you. I mean, look. Temporary you, stop. You basically replaced icons. Oh yeah? yes. Yeah, they were on the air for like twenty-five years. Mark and Brian. When you replace an icon, right? So say whoever has a quarterback after after Peyton Manning or whatever. After Bledsoe. After yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you replace an icon, what does that like? Is that, do you have as many people that love you as, hey, do you have people who hate you right off the bat because oh, yeah. you replace them? Oh, no yeah. No matter what. people don't like change no matter what. Right. So it's like, uh, you know, even though uh, Mark retired. Right. It wasn't like I, they got fired and we replaced them. It's like, oh, those guys are getting old. Get them out of here. Get some new new blood in here. No, they, Mark retired and people were still pissed because their day was just not the same. They How long like, did it take people to recover? Uh, Probably six months. Really? Yeah, it took about six months. I mean, the, the hate... Uh, Facebook messages and 955's Facebook was blowing up with just hate. These guys fucking suck. Get them off the air. And they would never let us see that. Right. And I, I totally expected it. And we did fucking suck. When I first, when I first started, did I was like, you? Well, I forgot what it was Not like to suck, do morning dude. radio. Yeah. It was like doing podcasts because I did uh, podcasts for a long time yeah. just to stay relevant and say, you know, and stay in the game. But uh, when I got back to doing morning radio, I forgot what doing morning radio was like. And so I had to figure it all out again and go, oh, yeah, it's it's quick. You know, people in the morning don't want to have these long conversations. Podcasts are great. Love right. them. 
but they don't want to have these long conversations in the morning. It's more of a evening, you know, drive home late at night. Let's sit down, listen to some guys, have a long talk about right. something, and join that conversation. In the morning, people are like on the fucking go. Give me what I need to know, so I don't look like a fucking idiot when I get to work, and then I'm out. But you know, ten what minutes a day. You know what you're really good at is that okay, because I, I I I know how much work goes into every show and planning. No. But you know what you're really good at is <laughs> making it seem like nothing's planned. <laughs> Uh, that's a compliment, oh, dude. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like you sound like you just throw shit at the no. wall and it sticks every time. <laughs> no, you sound like you're there and you're like, "What's? Oh yeah, let's do that." Or that you are not as keyed in. But that's that's what people want to hear, man. They want to hear people having a conversation at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm not so stuck on the plan. I mean, right. there is a plan, but if it uh, goes this direction, I'm like, "Let's go." You know, if, you know, Heidi came in the day. She had a great story about uh, we did the Taste of Soul. It's a family food festival on Crenshaw Boulevard. Right. And so we went down there and uh, for Dish Nation. <laughs> we'll get back that later. <laughs> and uh, so really, I mean, I, I'm the only white guy there. Heidi's the only white girl there. Right. And then the Fox uh, News girls. And uh, some uh, guy looks at Heidi and goes, girl, you thicker than a $5 snicker. <laughs> so we're like, what the hell does that even mean? And I had no idea, because we were there at separate times. So I had no idea that she got told that. So I'm like, you know, whatever I had planned, screw it. Yeah. We'll push it up to the side. I'm like, we got we to gotta look this up. What does this mean? Is it a compliment? Is it a diss? So we look, it's in Urban Dictionary. It is? What is it? It says, you are fat, but you're not sloppy. Like, you're... <laughs> is that... Is that... I'm still not sure of where that falls in compliment or not compliment. And it was fat, like, F. Oh, not PH. Yeah, like you're a fat person, but you still hold it together. You know, you haven't given fucking up on life. You just so basically, you're fat and still look good in clothes. Right, like you still take care, even though you're fat. You're not just sloppy. Thicker than a five dollar Snicker. Thicker. Thicker. Yeah. Thicker than a five dollar Snicker. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't doesn't really really roll off the tongue as well. So yeah, when shit like that happens, it's like you got to roll with that and just and just go with it and then open up the phones to the craziest like backhanded compliment that you ever got. Something right. Like, something like that. And then just have fun with it. But you, how many? How long have you been doing radio? Fuck. Uh, 22, 22 years. Now tell me, because listen, this is the only motherfucker I know that doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> when you Google him, nothing comes up. He's like a fucking ghost. You're like a ghost. It's a, listen, for somebody who, who have been in the public eye for as long as you have, yeah. and to be a fucking ghost, I was like, who is this dude, right? Tell me if I'm, because look, my Wikipedia page uh, for a long time said that I got kicked out of my house when I was 13 and hit the road doing comedy like I was Mowgli from the Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah. Not true at all. No. <laughs> had a very nice house, home life. Kind of spoiled. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they were like, I read it. I was like, kicked out, lived in his car, did comedy at 13. I'm like, oh my God, who is that? Oh, me? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Um, but is this true? You left college. Yeah, that to, that part is true. Okay, you left college to do a six week gig. No, I, I left college to do radio permanently. I I got offered a job. But how? Like with how? And how did that come down? And how? What year were you when you left college? I was in my senior year. I had six weeks to go to graduate college, and I got a, a call from my buddy Frosty Stillwell right. at the time, and he was on the air doing mornings in Milwaukee. At an urban station, Hot 102, uh-huh. WLUM, and uh, WLUM. Yeah, me and Frosty be the morning guys at an urban right. station. Yeah, yeah, that must have been great. Did you go up with the thicker than a five dollar <laughs> snicker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I get up. He he calls me up and he says, "Hey, uh, my morning partner got fired, and I know your spring break's coming up. It's your last one, and I'm dying on the air by myself. Come up to the show with me for a week." 
I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm going to Florida. It's my last spring break. I'm chasing tail. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll buy all your beer, and there's chicks in Milwaukee. Now, That's a great chick- offer. Have you seen chicks? In- you've been to Milwaukee. Yeah, they wear extra long sweaters. Yeah, for a reason. But by the way, let me just go on record saying I like thicker than a five dollar Snickers. Yeah, this I'm, is Milwaukee thicker though. I, I like, I, <laughs> I like, I like, I like a little bit. I do. That's like a whole Snicker cake. Yeah, no, bring got. it in. I back it up. Beep beep. I, li- <laughs> I do. I like. I like. But like, my wife is the thinnest person I think I have ever dated. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. My ex was probably five. Six. Seven one seventy. One seventy. Yeah, the girl was like five four. She probably weighed one eighty five. What? And she made me pick her up and carry her to the bedroom to have sex with her, like across the threshold. And I was small back in the day. I've gained a whole me since then. But yeah. I was probably five. That's like a fire five hydrant. seven ninety five pounds. No. Yeah, I wrestled ninety eight my freshman year in high school. Ninety eight pounder. How did you pick her up? Oh my God! It took everything. I think I got her in a fireman's carry, and I and I picked her up because I, I had to use my wrestling for something. I was getting forfeits every every damn match because nobody had a kid that small on their team. So I, I hoisted her up and I took her in there. And boom! Every time she wanted you to pick her up. Every time. That's demanding. I know. Can we? I mean, you can't walk in. As a matter of fact, you could you, you could use a little bit of the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you should walk it in there. I'm just saying. At some point, I was gonna like walk it in there, and then I wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah. You know, like those people yeah. are so fat. You're like, how in the fuck did you walk in the room, and then realize that I can't get off this couch anymore? I think I'm just gonna stay here and eat more till I have to tear down a wall to get my dead body out. I have always thought that, man. There is that one day when you try to get out of your door. And you can't. You're like, fuck it. But what happens the two days before that when you're just barely sneaking by? You're like, man, I should fucking cut back on the. Yeah. When you start feeling the latch. <laughs> yeah. On the door, it's like, what the fuck was that? Who made a latch? Maybe I shouldn't be going out for a sandwich right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> there's, got, there's a point between can't get out of the door. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, oh, I really have to go sideways to get out of here. And at some point, did you walk around the house and decide which room you're going to get stuck in? It's like, okay, you know what? Like real estate. I kind of like this place. Yeah. Because yeah, tomorrow you... I might get stuck in here. Hilarious! Where you're picking your final spot? <laughs> <You're>... Yeah, <laughs> it's like you come, let's move that couch into that room. I'm gonna sit in that be, couch forever. If you had to pick your spot, you were that big. What would be the prerequisites for that room? Oh, I got it set up. I have my man room. Okay, have... TV. Yeah, I got three TVs. I got on the wall. Yeah, I got the the bar in there, fireplace. I, I mean, it's the perfect room. Darts. To die in. It's the perfect room to die in. It really is. <laughs> You'd be playing darts from your bed, though. That's how fat you are. <laughs> if you're laying down. <laughs> I'm just throwing chicken wings. Yeah. And I'm eating. You sharpened them with my teeth. <laughs> and I'm throwing them with a the dartboard. That would, would be amazing. Oh, that reminds me of a story about a fat chick who that uh, she was sitting on her couch, one of these huge people, and uh, ended up getting like a cyst on yes. her ass. And they got her to the doctor, and they went in there to look, and she had sat on a chicken leg bone and grew around it like it punctured her ass she didn't feel it in her cheek and she grew around it and and became a cyst did you hear about the dude who got the big dude who got at tsa they were like hey come for a pat down they pat him down and they lifted up one of those folds and there was pizza crust 
they when, during Kevin the, Smith during, during the X-ray they couldn't see what it was. They're like, "What is that?" They thought he was trying to smuggle something in, and it was a pizza pizza crust. And he but, had no idea it was there. No. Oh my god, was it pizza crust or was it just his crust? No, it, it, <laughs> it, it forms around the. No, the, it was the a pizza teat. crust. I read the article like, oh. Oh man. Yeah, and my first question was, did he eat it? <laughs> was he like, well, I'm not, we're not going to throw that away, right? Because I, I was just from last night. So, <laughs> I, mean, oh I don't want to waste that. All right, so you, you go up to Milwaukee. Yes, yes. With the idea of just going up for a week. Just going up for the week and going to be partying with with Frosty. I haven't seen him in a while. And he says, I'll buy all your beers. So he's going to take me out to the bars. And I, Milwaukee's a party drinking town. Great so I thought, place. okay, I'll go up there and hang out for a week. And then uh, at the end of the week, well, I ended up meeting the program director and his girlfriend, big stoners. And I knew this going up there. So I was like, I, I live with a guy who sold drugs. And I was like, hey, man, I need like the a big fat sack of the best stuff you got. So he gives it to me and I go up there and it's, it's crippler. I mean, this shit, you're just done. Couch lock. Oh, yeah. So we go over to uh, the program director's house for dinner, mm-hmm. Frosty and myself and uh, his girlfriend. And so get all high and he loved it i mean he loved this weed and i think the reason i got hired for for radio was because he wanted to keep the weed connection listen what year was this this was uh 93. then it's important to keep a uh, 93 when you find a good weed connection oh yeah you gotta hold on to that so yeah he offered me a job and i was like well can you wait six weeks i graduate college six yeah. weeks and i'll come back and, and he's like no no we're in ratings periods start explaining radio bullshit. i had no idea what he's talking about and he's like no we need to know like now you know i was like all right all right i'll do it and so i i quit school went and bought an acura integra because i you know i was cool yeah everything i owned fit in the car I'm like, later, guys, I got a job, because I lived with eight other guys at the time. Is that what you were going to school for? No, no, I was going to school for geology. I was a geology major. I just got back from Montana, where I was mapping six square miles of a mountain range. With what? what what's the end game with, as a geology major? What's I was going to go and do a hydrology, keep going to school, it, and it. develop water systems and sewer systems. Water is the new oil. Mm-hmm. Well, watch the news, people. <laughs> I was on top of that in 93. You were here? Oh, yeah. I was going to be like, they're rich. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Now, you have an 18-year-old son. 18-year-old daughter. Daughter, daughter, daughter. But what, here's what I love about that story is that you kind of went all in on yourself yeah after a week you decided i like this after a week right you decided i kind of like this i'm going to give it a shot well i didn't even like it i mean i i was kind of sitting there like a dumbass just like i'm watching the show happen because i had no idea i'd never been on the radio before i mean never done anything so i'm kind of sitting there and he's like hey frank why don't you read the sports and so okay so he gives me the sports scores of like you know we got green bay or whatever the hell right. is going on at the time and I'm just like, okay, here's the local sports, here's the scores, and uh, and they and the, back then people called me Bone, so it was like, wait, why? Oh, uh, I, I, why? I, I just would fuck anything. <laughs> really, I, I was a walking hard on. So Bone better than whore. Yeah. Okay. So it was like you know, it was Frosty and Bone in the morning. So it was one of those stupid wacky yep. morning guy names. And so uh, yeah, I shouldn't even have got hired. I just kind of sat there and did. And I think it was the bag of weed. That got me into radio. Another and reason why weed is so good. It is. Yeah. It really is. Without it, I would not be where I am. I'd You'd be, be a water, water somewhere. Yeah. Still, I wouldn't be here. But uh, yeah, he offered me a job at the end of the week. I took it because it was more money than I was making. I was a bartender at a rib joint. Right. And I was a bad one at that. I mean, I sucked. And uh, so I was like, yeah, it's most, most money I've ever really seen. I don't I'll have to go on to school. If it doesn't work out, I can right. always come back. Well, fuck me. Four weeks into this job. The the guy that the pot smoking PD that hired me got yeah. fired. New guy comes in. 
and fires everybody. The whole fucking air staff. Frosty too. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Midday guy, afternoon guy, night guy. He's like bringing in us whole, bringing in people he knows. And I'm like, hey man, I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just got here. It's been like four weeks. I think I still have paperwork to do and shit, you know? And he's like, well, welcome to radio. And I, I got to go back and see my class graduate, the class that I was supposed to be in. You know, the captain gets Right. I got to drive back with all my shit, with my, my tail between my legs. Did you after graduate? I, after I went, later, guys. No, because I didn't finish that last six weeks. And it was like part of writing my senior thesis. And I was like, so I never wrote it. So I get back, watch the class graduate. And then a week later, Frosty got a call from uh, Greg Cassidy, who was doing a station in Denver called Alice 106. Mm -hmm. New concept station. Call it Alice. Mm -hmm. And uh, wanted Frosty to be his morning guy. But he wanted Frosty and a chick. And he's like, is there any way you could bring this guy along? Because I told him to come up here, and he got a job. I said, that'd be great. Take the job. It'd right. be awesome. We'll be on the air. Kick ass. And then he gets fired. <laughs> and he didn't get to graduate college. The guy's like, all right, fucking bring him along. So I went to Denver from Milwaukee. After I went back to see my class graduate. Went to Denver for 12500 bucks a year. That was the, that's what they were paying me. They hired me with full intent to fire 12, me. 12500 a year. Yeah. I mean, it's that's just below poverty. Oh, my Lord. I mean, yeah, the guys that's, you know. Did you, where, how, how did you, how did you uh, live off of 12.5? I I lived right downtown in a studio apartment right next to the, the station. So I just kind of walked there and I had a futon, just like kind of like that one, a futon and a, a big fl flat screen TV. My first purchase was was that 52-inch Atati Ultravision. Oh. And then I had a lawn chair. And that was it. And I just lived. Oh, and a lawn chair? And a lawn chair. And I could take it outside on the balcony, and then I could take it inside. Oh, and no, a lot the of lawn movement. chairs are very mobile. Yeah, so. <laughs> They're very versatile, the lawn chair. Don't don't, don't poo-poo on a lawn chair. Then ended up blowing up, blowing up in Denver. I mean, and and uh, it's uh, Frosty, Jamie, and Frank. It's Jamie White as part of the show. Do you know what I find to be, like, very similar just to a lot of people who are in your uh, in your field, there aren't a whole lot of people more successful than you. And so what I find, it's similar to people who are very successful in their field, is that moment of, fuck it, I'm going all in. Yeah, you have to. You have to go all in. You, gotta... you know what I mean? There's that moment yeah. where everybody takes that chance. Where everybody takes a chance. Because you could be pumping water somewhere right now. Right. If you had gone safe and been like, I'm let me graduate and then let me go up there, he'd already been fired, he'd have been in Denver, they'd have hired a girl, and you'd have never been on radio. Never been on radio. It's so amazing to me. So my question to you, getting back to your kids, if your kids want to make one of those fuck it decisions, do you look at it differently? Yeah, I'd let them say fuck it. Me too. Yeah, I didn't want her to go to college. I was Is like, that right? Yeah, because I'm like, eh, you know, I don't think in this day you really need it that much. I think it's it's all about networking and who you know. Because yeah. I happen to know Frosty, who I, ha I happen to know a drug dealer, and I happen to meet a guy in power who smoked a lot of weed and uh, wanted to keep me around. That's how I got my job. I right. didn't take one radio class. And most people who do go to college get a degree. They never use it. They, they're, they're working doing something else. So I'm like, I'm like, really? You want to go? Maybe go for the college experience. So she went to Santa Barbara. Yeah. I'm like, fuck well, she's me, She's going to get the experience Not there. that much experience. <laughs> it's like the second party school in the country. I will tell you, dude, you know what? That's the thing, though. Like, look, you know the, what you learn at school is they teach you how by the book things. Even if you had gone to school and, and taken radio classes, they would have taught you how radio. Right. Right? Everyone who takes a radio class, if you're in radio classes, you want to be a radio major, get out. Right. You don't need that. Start working at a radio station. Get to know people and get to know all the little skills. Make yourself valuable and, and be around and be willing to do anything. That's what I mean, that's to this day. I mean, 
I think that uh, once people start believing their own bullshits when they fail. I agree. So it's like you have to like be humble, know where you always came from. I mean, I'm, I'm a good old boy from Indiana, and I always will be that guy. So being on the air, for you saying that it sounds like I throw shit at the wall and, and it just happens, it's like that is a compliment because I want it to sound like that. I, don't want, I never want to be too professional. Yes. I want to suck. I mean, in that weird way, it's like he is just a regular guy because I, I never want to study up too much on it. But Let that, me do the ins and outs of radio. But that's what comes across to What comes across is your guy on the radio talking to a friend of yours. Oh, yeah. Right? That is the best. She's, and by the way, She's I, am, ridiculous. I don't know if she knows this, but I, I am slightly obsessed with her, and I'll tell you why. I like ballsy women. Yeah. That's why I love, I love like a Miley Cyrus. Because oh, yeah. she's like, what? Fuck you. Her yeah. whole attitude is, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do, fuck you. But that's why I love Heidi. She, I, she's fearless. Yes! She, in that way that, uh, and she's completely she's generous. She's thicker than a $5 snicker. Yeah, and she's generous. Like, if if I do something, she will go down whatever road I, I, I take her down. There's no hesitation. Is that true? Absolutely. And like so the other did day, you have instant chemistry? Oh, yeah, yeah, because she's from Indiana as well. So I didn't meet her until we came out to, to L.A., and uh, she was doing traffic. And she was our traffic girl on the morning show at, at uh, it used to be Star 987, now right. it's Alt. And uh, met her. She was from Batesville, Indiana, which I've never even heard of or been to. Right. But I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana. And so it's like that automatic connection, just knowing, you know, Midwestern chick. And then we just had a blast. And, uh, yeah, the rest is, you know, she, I've been with her for 15 years now. I mean, she's pretty much my, my radio wife. Oh, she, but she's Or amazing. sister or whatever. And we have a blast. How she's the got pants? a very thick skin. You put on her pants? I put on her pants because she ripped her pants the other day on the air. I was going to see... What area of the pants? The ass. I mean, it was like top to, to, to slit. Top to taint? Oh, yeah. Top to taint <laughs> all the way. Good name for a strip club, by the way. Top to taint. That not terrible. Let's go together on that. A top to taint strip club <laughs> is not terrible. I think top to taint means not all nude. Right, right. right top to, by the yeah. way, I, I don't like all... I don't need to see all that. No, you know what my, my theory is with all nude strip clubs? Is that if you're dancing all nude, you've made some bad decisions in your life. And then I'm also going to assume that some of those bad decisions have been made on your vagina. So <laughs> I don't need to see those. Do you know what I mean? Like, cover them up. I like the panties. I don't need to see... I like, think the all nudes are uh, guys that transition to chicks. And they want to show off their new surgical pussy. No. Yeah, because I saw one. I mean, last time I was at an all nude place, sitting pervert row with my uh, with my we call dad. Sni- we call Sniffers Row. Sn- oh yeah, and all nude is Sniffers <laughs> Row. Yeah. And and this uh, person had just the tiniest little like hole. It looked like another belly button down there. It didn't even look like pussy. Really? Yeah. So I th- and that was my theory right then because she was really hot. It's like you know you see those really really hot chicks, but they're on they're on a payphone. You know, yeah. that, you know that girl's got a dick. Because somebody would have bought her a cell phone by now if she's that hot. Seriously. <laughs> First of all, I haven't seen a payphone in like. 50- it's been a while. Yeah. That's why when you see one, it's like, what the fuck? God damn. <laughs> Can I tell you? Now, listen, I, I, and I, this is the worst. I don't know if I've ever told this story on this show before. This, it's the worst vagina story. Of, we were in Mexico. Mm hmm. And um, we had, uh, did I tell this story last week? I mean, keep going. Who was here last week? Ross. Oh, I did tell it about the Audi. She had an Audi? Yeah. Well, I mean, some. Some do. Mm-hmm. No, some, like a. Like full on Audi? Yeah. I think her uterus might have fell out. That mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was, uh, my lady. What my, do you mean they fall out? Uh, yeah. If a woman has a couple kids and she doesn't do her Kegel exercises and starts working those muscles. Uh-huh. Her entire 
like uterus and come out and be hanging there like a like a red bag of jelly. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's like it's, it's really red and it'll be hanging between her legs. She might not even know it. And she all, no, listen, dude. I heard about it. This a chick at the if gym. your uterus is hanging out, you know it. I don't know if it can feel breeze. I mean, like like balls well, can. Balls feel breeze. I know, but I don't think uterus has like the nerve endings where if it flops out, it can feel like the change of temperature. It's just like yeah, it's but just I would out. think your vagina has that. So if something the size of your uterus is hanging out, no, of because your... that's so big, that's why it's, it just pops out, and you have no idea because you have no control over it. What if that happened to your asshole? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm talent off the gym, assholes hanging out. What what if you're a big baboon ass? Or just a, like, uh, uh, you know those things at the party when you're like this and it shoots Oh, yeah, yeah. What are those? Like a Chinese yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 If your asshole was like a Chinese yo-yo, it'd be a good party trick. I'm not going to lie to you. If if you were like, hey, watch this, I'd be like, dude, I want to see your asshole. But it it does like a Chinese yo-yo. I'll be like, I'll I'll look once. Yeah, a girl I used to know uh, quite well, uh, she was at the gym Uh and saw an older lady put her leg up on the bench to dry off. Oh, no, no, no. And she says, I I saw something, you know, I looked away and I I looked back and, and sure enough, it was her uterus hanging out. It happens, man. So ladies, always work them Kegels. You want to be like a Okinawa stripper. You want to be able to put a banana out there and go, one, two, three, four, five. Next time I do six. Just bite that thing. Pop, 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 pop. Work that. What? Let me ask you something. On radio, because radio is different. What's the, what What was the first moment, because I'm sure it happened in Denver, not Milwaukee, where you were like, this is the best. I can't believe this is happening in front of me. You know how Stern used to bring crazy things in the studio. Did you guys ever do that? Uh, in in uh, Denver, we were more of a female-oriented station, like going for chicks 18 to 34 years old. So as far as like being wild, I mean, ha- and, you know, Howard had that, had right. owned men, and we kind of owned women in, in town. So the moment that I thought, this is fucking awesome, was when I met John Elway. And uh, John Elway was a fan. He came in? When I, met, I met him uh, at an event, and John Elway comes up to me, and he goes, big fan of the show. My wife loves Come you. On. She would just die if, uh, if she knew I, I met you right now. I'm like, you're fucking John Elway. What, are you kidding me? You're, you're excited to see me? What the hell's going on? And so I was like, this is fucking awesome. Do you still get that? Because you get the biggest of the big people that come into your station. Do you still get that? Um, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of people who listen to the show on a, on a, on a daily basis who come in. I'm like, really? You listen? I'm Are like, you, yeah, yeah. do you get more? And I can tell you for me, I don't get geeked about actors or standups. For me, it's musicians. Right. What about it, it, for you? Sa- same way. I think it's like deep down, we all want to be musicians. I mean, as opposed to being like a, a movie star right. or a, a comedian. I mean, I, I appreciate those guys, but it's like when you get like, uh, I love having Duff McKagan on the show because I mean, he's, just, he's so willing to do podcasts and so right. willing to do shows, and he's such a great you know speaker that it's like, my God, Guns and Fucking Roses. I mean, that was, and he and he will spout out, and he'll give you any story you need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's kind of kind of chill, but I mean, it's like um, I think it's like comedians telling stories about the road. Like when the right. podcast first started, all the comedians were like, "Oh, so what was it like for you in uh, Philly?" Yeah, or whatever. It's like that. That kind of got old. So I think for for musicians, it's the same thing. Where it's like, okay, That's... how many more drunken rock and roll, you know, groupie stories can we tell? So I think they're actually trying to tell their their stories now, which is very interesting. It's like, you know, how the fuck did you get to be that, you know? It's amazing, though, because there are so many times in your career where there's that one little path, like you walking out of school, where life could be completely fucking different. 
I've had a couple of those moments. Have you really? Yeah. After that? After that, yeah. In your business, like what? Uh, It is in life. I had uh, my daughter. I didn't know I had her until she was five. And so I got a call from my father who said, hey, you might want to call this girl because she was trying to get a hold of you. Uh-huh. I was like, all right. So I called her up. She's like, yeah, I, I want to let you know you have a five-year-old daughter, and uh, I, I, I want you to help start taking care of her. I'm like, how what long are you talking you, about? How long had you dated her? Uh, I was with her for probably a year and a half, and I think it was uh, breakup sex. So you you got you got her pregnant on the way out? Got her pregnant on the way out, and then uh, she, got, she got pregnant and said, well, we were breaking up anyway, and I'll just raise this child myself. And right. five years go by. And actually, I met somebody else in the meantime. Right. So I ended up getting married and then divorced after three years, and that's when I got this call. Oh, you have a five-year-old daughter. I was like, okay, let's get the paternity test. So did that mm-hmm. and got that, that envelope in the mail. Right? What's that like? Oh, fuck. Were you honestly – were you – the scale of is do I want it to be positive or negative like were you like part of me would really would like to have a child and part of me is like I don't know who these people are right and those are the two things those, right those are the, those are the two things and then when you're sitting there and it's sealed you're like this is life changing I mean if it is in fact mine if it's right. not mine then woohoo <laughs> it's like I'm doing that dance I'm boring <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I opened it up and it was 99.9999998976. So you're saying there's a chance. Fucking slight, but it's there. Yeah. No, but she's, uh, so then I flew out and um, started seeing her every weekend and developed a relationship with her. Where was she? She was in Indiana and you were in in Denver? Denver. She was back in Denver. Because after I moved to Los Angeles. Okay, so, but so. Did she say why she hadn't told you before? Was she running out? Of, she was running I, out of help and money because, and yeah. And I I had gotten married, and she didn't want to. Uh, she didn't want to share time. Like she didn't like want to have to drop off the kid. And here's single mommy dropping it off to perfect family. Right. And then back to single mommy again. So once I was single daddy, she was like, okay, uh, I'll call you now. Now you can help. And does your daughter live out here full time? Yeah, yeah. She lived with me. I mean, I ended up hooking up with the mom again. Did you get married to her? Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I guess I you could say that. I don't know what that, that means. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, we've been together for a fucking long time. Right. Like, for Wait, for the is... entire time, 13 years. You you guys broke up. She yeah. had a baby without telling you. Right. You got married. You got divorced. Yeah. As you went back to visit your child, you rekindled this relationship with this woman. Yeah. And moved them both out to Los Angeles. Right. And got her pregnant again. That's that's a great fucking story. And had my son, who's twelve years old now. So yeah, we've been together for about thirteen years. That's a really cool story. So and did she did she have? Why did you break up the first time? Because we were just young, and she was just crazy. I mean, well, we were both just not in, right. the, in the in the right space to be together as a couple. So no trepidation going back into a relationship that because my... no, because I saw her as a mother five years later. She was a different person. It's like, and she raised this thing. So it's like you had to... <laughs> this thing. You... Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know she was. <laughs> when you first showed up, yeah. did she tell your... What was like the discussion with your daughter pre from five and younger about where dad was? Well, she was calling some other guy dad. She was calling somebody that your ex was dating right. dad. On her own because I guess, you know, being around the little kids, calling yeah. the, you know, the guy in their fam- family dad. She started calling this guy dad. And then uh, then I came to town. And it's like, hey, this is your dad. So there was some major confusion. And my daughter never really liked me. 
You know, like with other five-year-old kids, you're like, hey. Yeah. And you, you, you do give them any attention at all, and they love you forever. And uh, my daughter just did not like me at all. How? Why? Because I think she liked this other guy, this other dad guy. This other dad guy? <laughs> the guy that she thought was her dad. She's like, he's awesome. Who's this prick? Can I tell you that, you know, the biggest argument that my wife and I had when we first started dating, and I will tell you, you know, I was single with those three kids when I met her, and a week after I met her, I had called my mom and dad and been like, I'm going to marry her. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm going to marry her. A week after. But I had, that had never happened before in my life. I had, was this right after the Audi? No. Yeah. Like, oh, she's got an any. I'm marrying her. I, don't, I never want to go back. Sold. Sold. <laughs> um, I, but... The biggest argument we had was that my youngest son started to call her mom. And for whatever reason, even though I knew I was going to marry her, I was like, it just seems too soon. And she was like, but well, we're going to get married and we're going to be together. And I was like, I know, but for whatever reason. How old was he? Four, five. Uh-huh. But it, I was like, it just seems too soon. And I don't know why I was stuck on it. I mean, even looking back now, I'm not sure why I was stuck on it because I knew I was going to marry her. It just seemed like. All, that title is something that you need to kind of earn. A yeah, little. And maybe you weren't. Does that make sense? You weren't a hundred percent. Like I, you thought, if he starts calling you mom, then I'm fucked. Yeah, now, something bad happens. I can't really turn around and go back now because you already <laughs> called her mom. Thanks, kid. Maybe <laughs> call her Susan, <laughs> motherfucker. You know, I said I'm gonna marry her, but let's just see. Let's just call her aunt. <laughs> Can you call her Aunt Beth for a little while? I'll explain it to you when you get older. Yeah, he's still calling her Aunt Beth. <laughs> You can call me mommy now. I uh, but I maybe that's what it is. But I, we had some big arguments, man. Because I was, she wanted to be mommy, and you said no. Well, she was like, "What's the problem? He loves me," and I was like, "I get it. He loves you. I love you. We all love you." And it just seems like something that needs to be earned. You need to be a mother for a bit. Yeah, and this guy was there. I mean, he was a piece of shit, but I mean, he was there, and for her first five years of her life, which how I long missed. until she called you dad? Uh, let's see. And that's the gayest thing I've ever done is I, when I first went out to meet her, yeah. you know, this is before we had, you know, the phones with the cameras and shit. I got uh, a camera that was a black and white camera and I wasn't going to take pictures in color until she called me dad. And so I had this whole series. Kind of sweet, dude. I know. Huh? It's kind of sweet, man. Uh, it's okay. Uh, black and white photos. And then I had that one moment when I think it was like her, her birthday when she called me dad. And how long did you keep it together? What do you mean? Like, well, my, how my... quickly did you fall? I mean, the first it was oh. weird. How quickly did you like go? Oh, I'm in. I'm fucking. Well, right away when I opened the envelope and said I was the father, I, I was in no matter what. And then I, I I flew out the next day and I saw her. I met her in a in a hotel lobby with That's her not mother. Sketchy at all. I know. <laughs> and a I had motel a, eight. They I had, had a, two suitcases. A two bouquets of of flowers, one for the mother and one for her. And like, she's just this little girl looking up like, who's this fucking guy? Right. And. Uh, then we went to the zoo or something. It was very, very awkward. Very pedophilish. And in the, the meet in the hotel. Yeah, it's like take her to the zoo. That seems a little creepy. <laughs> I know. It's like it wasn't time alone with yeah. her. She's just scared as hell. Like, yeah, we'll sit up on the bed here, honey. <laughs> no. I'm your dad. Yeah. No, you're totally not. normal. Yeah. So we've always had a kind of a weird relationship because of missing that first five years. I mean, that, that I'm. I feel like more of her stepdad than her real dad. Like, really? Like her real dad died. And, because uh, you met, there were some parts of her life that you missed. Yeah, I can't even watch those videos. Like, this, like what's the videos when she first started walking? I'm like, no, I are those you, still? You, are you those... probably should have called me. <laughs> I could have fucking been there with a camera. 
you know. Wait, are you? Are, does it still? Is it still a sore spot? Yeah, yeah, it really is that she didn't call because I did miss out on a lot. Now she's eighteen. Now she's gone. So right. I, I got you know a, a, brief, a brief time with her. Brief? Well, you're thirteen, right? Thirteen, but that shit flies by so know, fast, dude. man. It's, it does. I mean, and I always told her, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you the truth no matter what. I mean, I will be your your friend, but I will also you know right. never lie to you. But I I can't start that stuff. I barely right. have a relationship the way it is. And I remember her being like in uh, sixth grade, started having boyfriends and stuff. And uh, she comes home to me and she goes, hey, uh, yeah, my boyfriend Billy's uh, best friend, Joe, said it's about time I start giving Billy hand jobs. How she, old was she? Sixth grade. 12 years old? Yeah. And I go, hand jobs? You know what a hand job is? <laughs> she goes, no, I have no idea what a hand job is. And I said, well, here's the thing. If Billy can't ask for his own hand job, he's a loser. Dump him. Yeah. <laughs> she, next day, she dumps Billy because he couldn't ask for his own hand job. She has no idea what that even was. I'm like, he can't ask for his own hand job. Don't even. And not stick only that, that, he's giving himself a hand job. Yeah. Don't worry about it right now. But then my fear is the next guy comes around and says, "Hey, you want to give me a hand job?" She's like, "He's the one, Dad." <laughs> he, he asked, asked for so his nice own hand fun. job. I I have to tell you, uh, and this is completely different topic, but I. I can't. I I do hand jobs so much better than anybody else has ever done them for me. Like I get disappointed at the beginning of a hand job. I'm like, oh really? This, like I do this so well. Like, can can you please do something that I can't do? What do you What do you do so well for yourself? That's I just so, know me. You, you just know you. I know me. Is it two hands or one hand? Uh, am I using two hands? Yeah. To to do different things. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I'm two. You use two hands. Two hands. Huh? Yeah. Oh, oh. You're one hander. Well, I think uh, growing up for me, it was almost like jerk off and don't get caught. So it was like it was very well. Of course, that's. But the, I'm not going to be able to like totally two handed myself and getting out the lube, and rubbing my balls. I'm like, no, it's like <laughs> be quiet, jerk off in the sock. Sock. And hopefully, yeah. no one will know that you did it until mom does laundry and she's got these crusty accordions uh, she's got to pull apart. It's so the, the the sock was the worst. Oh my god. Uh my be, my son, and this is kind of gross, but we'll tell you anyways. He was a jerk off in the shower guy. Yeah. Now, what they when you're a teenager, what you don't know is that you think it'll just go down the drain, but it doesn't. It clings to the hair in the drain like a fucking oh beaver dam, God. right? So who's cleaning? One of my jobs was to clean uh. out the bathroom, right? And so you can't. It sticks to the hair like you can't get it out of your hair. You know what I mean, ladies? You can't get it out of your hair. <laughs> so I'm just what I'm. How'd you know it was his? Well, because he was the only one using that shower. I wasn't oh, jerking okay. off in his shower. What do you think? I ran into his shower and jerked off and I didn't it and ran out? I did a separate shower, Jesus. Well, no, he's got he's his- He's got a jerk shower. Got, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to tell him. I, I said, listen, here's a deal. You're going to have to masturbate in your room like the rest of us did into a sock, like a gentleman. Yeah. I was like, now listen, I'll go buy you separate socks. I'll even get you a couple of silk socks for the holidays. You know what I mean? Would <laughs> like, you ever consider buying your son a jelly sleeve or a fleshlight? If he asked. If he asked. He's not going to ask. Why don't you just get it for him for Christmas? Well, because that's kind of creepy. If it's Tell him to jerk off in a sock. It's not? Well, I, we're having a conversation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, It's not like I just walked into his room one day and was like, what's going on? Not much. Hey, you should jerk off in a sock. You know what these are good for? <laughs> besides feet? Besides feet and besides putting fruit in them and not leaving a bruise. <laughs> that. Yeah, because I got a twelve-year-old son too, and uh, he—I think he's that age where he long and showers. He's, and he's uh, 
developed really. I mean, how old's your son? He's 18. He's your son. Oh, okay. No, your daughter's my, age. But he, my boy's got hair under his armpits already. He's that kid. Really? Remember that kid in like sixth grade who had hair under his armpits and he's the like best a superstar? Athlete, best athlete in the school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he after eighth grade, he never grew. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be stunted <laughs> right there. So I, don't, I don't have the heart to tell him. We had an Armenian kid at our school growing up. And um, when he played Little League, that kid, was he had like hair on his arms yeah. and his pits. And he was probably five eight, which was big. Yeah, back when you're then. yeah big, and especially when you're fully developed and you've got like pubes and like real muscles. And he hit the shit out of the ball. And people were scared of him, but by the time he was a senior, like he looked like a forty year old man. But he had never grown. <laughs> he had hair coming out of his ears, and I was like, oh, you got the short end. You had you peaked at twelve, dude. Kurt Gibson mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you can't peak at twelve. <laughs> When you're when you when you peak at twelve, like that's like a really, because how do you? Yeah. How do you? I, I remember jerking off in the shower, and why uh, not? I think it was the first place I ever did. Not me. And I thought, because I loved it, that I was gay, for a brief second. Because always like when you were a kid, because you, you touched you, yourself and you slammed each other, you're like you're jerking off, fag. Right. You know what I mean? That was the thing. And I was like, man, oh, I just jerked off and I dug it. By the I way, let, I'm gay. Let me let me just uh, uh, also say we have a lot of gay listeners. When we were growing up, the word fag wasn't even like no. something that anyone flinched at. Not at all. It, isn't that weird? Like, it wasn't even, I didn't even associate that word really, honestly, with gay people. Because to me, it was, it was something you call, like I called my brother, or, but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even associate it with being gay. Yeah, I called my sister that once and then I got in trouble for it. It's, it's so bizarre. Like, uh, 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 it really, it's like the word retard. Like, th- those words have really become yeah. just horrific things to say to people. You can't, and in, in, in no context at all, except for right then when I was telling right, right. the story about so, my yeah, childhood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can totally say that, Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. But, it's, but yeah, cool. of course you, you got to pass. Yeah, 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 you got to pass. But that's what I mean. Like, it's weird because when we, are, especially our age. You heard it and you were like, wow, you said. Well, because I remember when I was growing yeah. up, that's what. It was just kind of what you did. And we had a kid in school. His last name was Fag. No. Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell it? F-A-G-G. I had a guy, I had a buddy whose last name, okay, it was, I told this last week too, his last Retard. name was, <laughs> That'd be great. Rottenbush. <laughs> so it was Mrs. Rottenbush. <laughs> did he have a sister? No, thank God. Oh my God. But Mr. Rottenbush, I used to go over to his house and he, Mr. Rottenbush, would be like, "Oh, look, it's the little Jew kid. How you doing?" That was, and I never, I didn't even think twice of it. You know why? Because right. I was the little yeah. Jew kid. So he was like, "Hey, how you doing, little Jew kid?" Yeah. What do you? Is this the week where you guys don't eat bread? <laughs> he asked me that all the time. Is this the week you don't eat bread? I'm like, no, that's not the the week that we don't eat. We, I don't even know what the week that is. Oh, one week you don't eat bread, you people. I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's a little weird. I'm like, okay. Does that really exist? The one week of no bread? Yeah. What is it? Uh. You're not a good Passover. Is it Passover? Yeah, because I think you're passing over the bread. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're just passing it over. <laughs> I think it's Passover. Hey, I think pass it's over the bread. Uh, 323-282-7424 is the number. 323-282-7424 is the number. I had an older sister. That, so when I, and we had a community shower. I mean, we only had one shower, and then my, there was a bathtub in the other one. So everyone used the same shower. And did you have the same thing growing up, the same shower for Four everybody? Four boys in one shower. Did you have a community rag? Like one, the one washcloth would stay in there, but you yes. use the same damn washcloth? Yes. And it end up on the ground, and like you could almost see through it, and it's nasty. 
Well, I remember uh, jerking off in the shower the first time, and I, you know, kind of knew what was going on with sex, like as far as like the birds and the bees and how things get pregnant. And I was so worried that I was going to get my sister pregnant because I kept jerking off in the shower, and she used the same shower and the same washcloth. And I was like, oh fuck, man. If Leslie shows up pregnant, it's probably mine. Oh, can I tell you, that's how clueless we were. When I was in uh, 11th grade, I, and when I say I had sex with a girl, I think I maybe put it in once and then came. Yeah. Which, which when I was in 11th grade, constituted sex, I believe. That was 11th grade? Maybe. Oh, I thought I ate pussy once in the 8th grade. I, oh. I never made it down to the pussy. I was, I because back then, in my era, it was like big beaver time. Oh, so you were just on the hair. I just licked her hair like I was cleaning a cat. Can I tell you something? The first time I went down a girl, she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So um, I, I'm, I went, it was 8th grade, maybe 8th or ninth grade. Yeah. I went down on her. And I'm down there, and first of all, what an amazing thing to see up close for the oh first God. time. I was like, this is crazy. There's so many par- more parts than I thought there were going to be. I don't even know where to to, to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like licking there and licking here and mm-hmm. licking there and just trying different spots. You know what I mean? Like you're like throwing dirt. You're like, I wonder if this part feels good. And so um, I was down there for a while, and I, I was like, oh, she must have, because her hands were resting on my head. Yeah. So when I came back up, I was like, on my way up, right before I got out the, out of my mouth, how'd that feel? I was like, how did that? And I heard, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so not so good, huh? <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, oh, I horrible. actually licked you to sleep. Is that what happened? <laughs> it That's kind of nice, though. It had to be nice if you licked her to sleep. I. It was super embarrassing because that had to be pleasant though. Can you imagine? It's like someone giving you like a nice scalp rub, and you just go right. Yeah, but she told people at school that I went down on her, and she was like, "That's not easy to live down." Do you know what I mean? Uh, hey, uh, what's going on? You're on with Josh and Frank. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Kevin in Alaska. What's up, Kevin? Hey, How are Kevin. You, How are you? Hey. Good. Do you have a question for either Frank or I? Well, I was going to find out what Frank's favorite tequila is, for one thing. <laughs> Are you a tequila guy? Yeah, I me love too. it. Me too. I love it. It's um, it's uh, whatever you bought me, Kevin. Yeah. What, what, was, what was the name of that? Casa, was it Casa? What's it called? It's Clase Azul. Clase Azul. It's oh. in that, that porcelain bottle that oh. has the blue uh, I know painting exactly on what you're it. Talking about. Oh, that stuff is so good. And Kevin, he sent me a bottle for my birthday. Thank you, brother. I'm a huge tequila a guy, problem. too. Huge tequila guy. I love it, it. It made it all the way here to Southern California from Alaska, and you were telling me you don't have tequila in Alaska. What? Well, actually, we don't have that particular brand, and I knew I had seen it in the post that you had made on Instagram uh, that that was one of the bottles of tequila you picked up, so I took a stab at that must be one of your favorites if you were buying it. So for lack of better information, I hoped that was your favorite. Oh, you nailed it, buddy. Yeah, it's so funny, though. When I went back to Indiana and I'm like, hey, let's do tequila shots. Regionally, people don't do tequila shots. Is that right? Yeah. It's like the, I'm like, what do you have? They're like, well, we got this bottle of Patron back here. I'm like, all right, let's get it out and do tequila. They do uh, uh, Jaeger. And Fireball. Jaeger and Fireball. But yeah, tequila shots aren't a big thing. I love tequila. And so you Jaeger, this, a little bit dangerous in Frank's case. Oh yeah, my God. Me too. Here's what I might. Here's my theory on Jagermeister. You want to hear it? My theory on it is because you've seen the bottle, right? Yeah. And what's on the bottle? The buck. Yeah, a deer. Elk. A deer. Elk right? deer. So my theory on Jagermeister is somebody was experimenting with it, 
and was like, finally got the right witch's brew, drank a whole bunch of it, woke up the next day and was like, oh my God, what happened? What happened last night? Did I fuck a deer? <laughs> so it's like, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's a cautionary tale. Like, oh my God. He put the deer on here. Like, if you drink this, you might fuck a deer. <laughs> you're, you're bucked. Yeah, yeah. You drink this, you're bucked. Um, so I, I like, you know. One we, last thing before I go. Go. to throw in. Go. Love the t-shirt, Frank. Throw back to the, to the podcast. Oh, yeah. The days. And, uh, yeah, it was, that's where I first heard Josh, as a matter of fact, was on Toad Hop doing Josh and Ross. Oh, that's right. That's how I got turned on to Josh and He said, place, he said. So. Yeah. We had a good time doing that. That yeah. was like a fun show. Ross was here last week. It, it was great. I'm glad uh, you guys got back together last week as well. I'll shut up and let you guys get back to the Thank you, Kevin. Oh, man, thank if, you. If, you. if you look at the, the good lineup. Good to hear you guys together. At, Thanks, uh, man. ATC. What's it called? What's it called again? All things comedy. All things comedy. Yeah, I I went on it because you, you you tweeted out all yeah. things comedy. It's gonna be live. Watch it. And so I went on there and I, I looked down the podcast list and I was like, oh my god, I know a lot of those podcasts started at Toad yeah. Hop and, and transferred over. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're good, all still going. Absolutely, Toad Hop was a great home and a lot of good comics. You had a yeah, lot of yeah. good comics over there. Um, it's interesting. Like you have, even though you're a I guess local. Right, yeah. regional. You have fans all over the country. How's that? How does that work? Uh, I think Dish Nation oh. actually did that for me. Uh, yeah, Dish Nation, that entertainment news show oh. that's on every. You know week how much night I like doing that. Wow, what the hell? Because I got to ask you because they they came up with the idea that uh, they were going to have some headquarters where everything would stem from. So they yes, because it's based on uh, radio shows and what they're talking about and. It's the entertainment news, and yes. how are we discussing it in Southern California? How are they discussing it in Atlanta? How are they discussing it in Dallas? Is it different? Do we all you know think the same? And that was the concept of the show. And then they wanted to have a headquarters, and they invited you to come on. And you were there for what, a, three days? I a was week? there for four weeks, and I have to tell you, you know, I'm not too interested in talking right. entertainment stuff anymore. You know, yeah. I did it. One of the reasons that I did it with Chels, and and one of the reasons I had fun on Chels is because she was like, I know you don't like it. That's the attitude I want you to have. On Dish Nation, they wanted me to be enthusiastic and be like, everybody's great. Oh, I love him. <laughs> it's so Listen, true. there was one, I think I told you this before, there was one thing, I forget who we were talking about, where I delivered a line. And they go, cut, hey, can you deliver it? But when you deliver it this time, can you clap? I'm like, no. Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm going to clap and laugh for you. There's just no, it's not going to happen. But you, it's so interesting to me that you have stuck on there because you're a very fucking opinionated dude. Yeah, they edit me quite a bit. <laughs> do they? They really do. I mean, they they hack the shit out of me. And I, and I try to get hacked. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it most of the time, like whether it be the radio show or Destination, I'm doing it to entertain myself right. as much as entertain anybody else who happens to be watching it. So I take it to that next level, stuff that you will never see. And if they ever did put a, a clip together of this, this shit that didn't make the air, yeah. it'd be great. Because I think it's like it's, it's a little show that can't, where <laughs> it's, it's right... It doesn't know what it wants to be. No. And then it, they'll take it, and because they have to fit it in 18 minutes, and you know, inside of half an hour, that they they chop it up, and you, you know, there's some bad edits sometimes, but that happens because you got to produce the show the same day, it has to be out by you know. Yeah, they do it. Turnarounds quick. Yeah, it's so quick that if it did have a little time to breathe, or if it was an hour long show, then it could be a better show, I think. But right now, that it's it's just, it's it can't. I don't think go any further than it already has. But you know what you said? You just said something that's really interesting to me. You said, you know, I do things for me. Right. At what point professionally did you realize, oh, that's the way to be successful? 
Do you know what I mean? Right. Early on, we all, especially in entertainment, we do our job hoping that people will like it. So we kind of cater what we say or do or show to try to please people. Right. What point did you were, did you realize, oh, I just got to fucking do what I do? Because I think that's in life, by the way. I think yeah. that's the way to go out. You can't do it to please other people. There had to be a point for you that clicked, right? Uh, yeah. I think it was around when I turned 40 years old. And that same time, we had gone from uh, KLSX, which was the FM talk station in town. There right. was, there's nothing else like it. It was a rock station with no music, Howard in the morning, uh, Frosty Audio Frank midday, Tom Likas in the afternoons. And uh, it was great. And uh, they did away with the format. And we got hired, I think, nine months later by KABC, AM Talk Radio. And we were told by the powers that be, we want you to come in and it's hijack the place. We want you to be what you guys are, but you're going to be surrounded by Sean Hannity and 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 Greg Levine, I think, Greg Levin. Yeah. And these guys, super conservative guys, but you guys are going to be this, this what the hell is going on? So we're like, oh, yeah, that'll be great. We can still do our thing on this format and it'll be hilarious as soon as we get there i mean they were like okay we're gonna have to format you in the form of am talk radio you gotta do we got the news girl here you got this thing right. here this traffic here and you're gonna do this and this and you're gonna talk about the issues but just try to make them funny like what so it was then that i said fuck this i'm gonna entertain myself plus the audience what they're used to it's like that they, they know what we do and yes and so we're going to keep doing that and so the, the news girl would be doing the news and i'm like you know look at that top you got on today my god look at those things and i was just totally sexually harassing her on the air but this is like she's a legitimate <laughs> news chick and i post a picture on social media of just of just these huge tits kind of like you wouldn't believe what she wore today and it just became a thing and i think eventually i got us fired uh frosty and heidi and myself right we were there for a year and at the end of that contract, they're like, you know what? You don't really fit the station, you know, what you guys are doing. And I was always pushing, hey, let's just entertain ourselves. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to be here forever. Let's just take the money and run and do what we want to do and just have fun. Well, Frosty loved it. He loved doing the Why? AM talk. He was He's 10 years older than I am. So right. he, when I was 40, he was 50, and he was a po political science major. And uh, so when he got to sit... You know, at the table with Sean Hannity and Rush and and Greg Levin is like, oh, this is the big boy table. This is when right. people start taking what you say seriously instead of doing ten years of fucking fart and tit jokes. <laughs> so he was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we got fired, I think he really took it personal. Like he felt like he should have probably taken the reins a little bit from me and said, hey, let's 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 see, let's let's not fuck around so much. Let's have a little bit of fun, but let's 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 try to do something this way too. And he never did, and I think that that's when he said, "Hey, I, I'm I'm out. I'm gonna retire. I want to or I want to pursue this kind of radio." Right. I liked it. You didn't. So that's when we separated. It wasn't because we don't like each other. We're not friends. It's just like, hey, we're going down different roads. I still want to keep doing the the fun morning radio. And, and that's when you figured out that. I'm always going to do it for me. If you like what I'm doing, then fine. If you don't like what I'm doing, then you have to go fuck yourself. I will tell you something that's interesting, too. I find that, like, because you walk a line, and I'm sure people have told you this before, you walk a line where people are like, oh, that, that can't, that's a little fucked up. Yeah. I walk that line sometimes, too. But I find that the people, like, I'll use comedy for an example. Sometimes I'll see someone on stage, and they'll be doing a bunch of dick jokes or a lot of rough jokes, but it doesn't bother me because there's truth in it. Like, I understand that I don't know them that well, but I can tell, oh, that's how they feel. That's that person. That's who they are. Yeah. My buddy Joey Diaz is, do you know Joey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Joey will say anything at any time, right? But it's so honest and it's so true to him that it's not offensive. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But when it's a sh- when it's just for shock and when it's you can tell that that person doesn't that's when I really feel like it's it it, it pushes that across that line. It's, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does cuz you you said it like they're doing it because that's the, what they think people want. Let, right. me, let me go down this sh- the shock rope. There has to be something genuine behind it. Right. To, it's like people my character which is not true really. My character on the air on radio. Right. Is just a bombastic version of myself. Heightened reality. Yeah. So it's that is me. Now that I will say some outlandish things that I that I probably wouldn't say in mixed company. Right. But you know, I'm not, I'm not just. You a, mean around Asian people? Yeah. You know, fuck them. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I wouldn't. <laughs> By the way, that's the one group that you're allowed for whatever reason. Everybody's okay. You can't do anything, but you do an Asian voice on TV, and people are like, "Yeah." <laughs> you, know so I mean? you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could do I could do this voice for the entire podcast. Oh, hero. And people would be like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. You do anybody else's voice, you're an asshole. <laughs> but Asian voice is like I used to say all the time, I'm gonna get a phone call from the Asian coalition, but then I was like, nah, they can't say coalition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The coalition. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who's on the phone? The coalition. Who? I just, the coalition. <laughs> Fuck out, call radar. Um, is somebody on the phone? That's hey, so you're right. on with I you. hope they're Asian. <laughs> I so hope they're Asian. Is this Joe Coy? You're on with Josh and Frank. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Terry from Orlando, Florida. What's going on? What's up, man? Thank you for coming down to the show. Yeah, dude, that was hilarious as shit man that was a great show you put on thank you i saw him I mean, this weekend in naples uh hey uh see the youngest guy there yes yes he was yeah, the youngest was guy the there youngest by guy. like he was like and terry's 65 he was grand he was like somebody's grand is that a time like if you go there right now it's just nothing but old people but if you go in the summer in the summer it's just people spot. from naples oh really because in, in florida in the right carry in florida the summer is it's empty, but during the the winter months is when people come down from the cold weather places. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so, do you realize how fucked up Florida is? Right, you do, right? Carrie, yeah, Florida is fucked up. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, what are you like? Because a lot of people do those. Like, we do something on the show called Florida or anywhere else. Yeah, where it's just read a headline. It's like, and they just have to guess it happened in Florida or anywhere. And uh, I was wondering if people in Florida actually know how fucked up Florida. Oh, is. they do. They do. Okay, good. Oh, I. I I read the news stories. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> what fucked up shit happened. Did you here. did you grow up in Florida or did you move there? Uh, I was born in Maine, but then I moved down here when I was like three. So I practically have been raised here in Orlando. Yeah. So I've seen. Uh, no, I'm from the Tampa area. Oh, I do know. But listen, to me, the and anybody, I'm not sure anybody from Jacksonville is listening because I don't think they have the internet there yet. But to me, Jacksonville <laughs> is. Out of the cities in Florida, Jacksonville. A dump. Oh my God! Have you been to Jacksonville? I have not been to Jacksonville. Oh my Lord! Jacksonville is a very interesting place. I think like half of those news stories come out of Jacksonville, like the bath salt, the, <laughs> the, the bath salt, cooking meth on a beach, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's, but they got a hell of a football team. Carrie, uh, 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 did you have a question for either one of us? Well, uh, yeah, you guys were talking about the Patriots game at the very beginning. Yes. Um, did you guys happen to see the story where 
Maine University did the same play as the Colts, but actually it worked for them. What was the play? How did it work? I don't understand. Well, they had the guy in the shotgun, not right under center. Uh, And they snapped it to him, and then he chucked it to the punter, and then he ran it in. See, that's what I thought was going to happen. When I was looking at it in the bar, I'm like, I said they're going to snap it to him, and then he's going to throw it to the punter, and the punter's going to kick it. So, like, everybody's up at the line. Right. That's what I thought, something. But I didn't think they'd go, Lou, we're going to do the two-on-five play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that <laughs> was the craziest shit <laughs> ever. I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, I, I was joking around with my brother. I'm like, what's the name of that play, Never Work? Hey, we're going to call Never Work. Are you sure you want to call Never Work? Cause that, it's that's called, backyard stuff it's where it's like, work. yeah, you're just playing in the backyard. And it's like, no, you got to count three Mississippis before you yeah. can come in. Yeah. <laughs> there's only one guy blocking. Yeah. <laughs> you got to count three Mississippis. Yeah, but you got to keep your hands behind your back. You got to keep your hands behind your back. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see that. Did that happen this weekend? Uh, no, no. They just uh, posted the video this weekend, though, to prove to the Colts that they managed to make the work. The, the play work. I'm for Just sure. to rub it in their face, pretty much. Well, thank God for Michigan's punter, or else we'd be hearing a lot more about that Colts uh, last oh, play. That, that, that poor play. Kid. What the hell? That poor kid. Death threats. Yes. You hear like he's, yeah, death threats. That's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. I, I, I've always said this. Look, and I'm a huge sports fan, and I'm a passionate Boston sports fan. But if you are getting in a fight or threatening somebody over a sports game, you're a fucking loser. You're yeah. a loser. Yeah, exactly. There's just zero because you if you get in a fight over a football game, you officially care more <laughs> than the people playing the fucking game. You know what's so fucked up is I, I saw that in the news that there was a youth football league that had to cancel the season because officials, league officials, and referees were getting threatened. Uh, they found uh, a box of bullets. What? At the field with the names of league officials and referees on it. And so they're like, you know what? Fuck this. This is youth. This is bitty ball. This is like Pop Warner. This is with little kids. And the people, bullets had names on them? The bullets had names on them. Do you want did to- this happen in Florida? Or anywhere Maybe. else. <laughs> actually, I think it did happen in Florida. It you- did happen in, no, no, it happened in Pleasant. <laughs> no, it, I actually had it in, in Florida or anywhere else, but it happened in Pleasantville or Pleasant Mountain, Pennsylvania. Not so pleasant. Not um, so pleasant. Uh, do you want to hear something fucked up? Yeah. All right. I found bullets in my office. Not my bullets. I, I mean, I do own a gun. Okay. Not my bullets. And I, so I asked my wife, I'm like, where, where, where do these bullets come from? She was like, I don't know. Because she's not a gun person. I'm like, you don't know where these bullets came from? She's like, no. They were like a, a Just a, a loose bullet on the ground. No, like in a box. A box of a bullets. A box of bullets. Sitting on your desk, like right placed in the center so you right, couldn't miss right, it? Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a, a smiley, with with a smiley face? Drawn on top. Yeah, and then, and then a laser came by. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Isn't that weird? Um, is that bizarre? It was next to our printer at my fucking my office. Like a box of bullets. So somebody was in your house. With bullets! <laughs> They must left the gun in the car. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! I was gonna crap. kill him, then but you came home. yeah. And nah, I'll leave the bullets. I'll just fucking freak him out later. Is that crazy? That is fucking crazy. You sure that they aren't yours? They are not mine. It doesn't match any gun in your house. I have one gun. I have a gun. What, what do you got? I have a forty-five. Yeah. What, do you? Are you a gun guy? Yeah, I had a. Well, I said I was a geologist. So yeah. I was in the mountains of Montana. I have a forty-four Magnum, so I got a, a bear stopper. Cause I didn't want to walk up on a fucking grizzly bear. Oh no shit! Yeah, I mean you, and you can too. Have you seen him up close? Have you seen, by the way, 
like those hikers who've getting mauled by bears because yeah. they walk up and try to take a picture of it. Stupid fucks. Do, 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 what part of wild animal don't we get? And people, I mean, uh, Yellowstone, they're doing it with bison. They're like, let's get close to the buffalo. And the buffalo <laughs> like, fuck you. The bu- yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, did I? Th- I was in Trader Joe's. And you know, what are those things called that carry, that carry the baby? Baby Bjorn. Yeah. Somebody had in the baby Bjorn a possum. Shut up. A fucking possum, right? So we're in, we're in the produce section of Trader Joe's. And I go, hey, man. He goes, no, possum are cleaner than you. I go, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> That's an insult. Yeah. <laughs> I go, listen, I don't care if you, whatever. The possum can't be. I'm going to, he goes, well, just go home and wash it. I go, or get the fucking possum out of Trader Joe's. He goes, well, until someone tells me, I will be shopping with my possum. And I was like, well. Hold on. <laughs> you stay right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I walked up to the man. When he came back, was he playing dead? <laughs> both of them were. <laughs> the guy and the possum were both playing dead. Dude, I walk up to the manager. I go, let me ask you a question. Do you have a rule about possums in Trader Joe's? He was like, I don't know if there's a specific no possum rule, but I would generally say you probably shouldn't bring it in here. And I was like, it's not me. It's that guy right <laughs> The guy was like, what the That's fuck? That's not the ugliest baby you've ever seen. In a, in a baby Bjorn. Was it a baby possum or was it full grown? I don't know how to judge that. You ever seen a fucking possum in real life? Yes. There, there were two possums that used to fuck under our window. Oh I lived in Studio City. And my wife and I didn't know what this, it, we'd hear the gunk go against the wall. But it was the weirdest noise. Yeah? And I was like, Was it the, the guy f-? or the girl possum making it? I don't know. Because when I lifted up, here's the crazy thing. I lifted up the blinds and looked out there, and I thought when I shine the flashlight on them, they'd stop. And the guy possum just kind of looked at me like, not stopping. I'm no quitter. And he made eye contact and kept staring at oh, you. Oh, yeah. He kind of liked it. He was like, who? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Fucking right up against your wall. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Carrie, I'm sorry. You're still on the air. Oh, yeah, Carrie. <laughs> oh, he's not? He can't talk? Um, yeah. Carrie, sorry about that, buddy. Hey, call back if you have another question. 323-282-7424. Um, I know. I got to get you out of here, too. Uh, all right. Here's the crazy thing. I had so many questions I wanted to ask you uh, business-wise, but we're running. Oh, come on. Quickly. Speed round. Okay. You get to the new job. Yeah. The pressure to replace, because they're local legends. Yeah, right. Right? Mark and Brian, yeah. Do Are there certain things that they do that you are like, Maybe we should do a little bit of that to kind of ease people in. Or do you basically do what Jerry Jones did to Tom Landry? And you're like, I'm cutting everybody the fuck out and we're just starting over. Do you know what I mean? Did you try to ease their listeners in? Uh, in, in little ways. Like uh, Sammy, who's on our show right now, she worked for them as well. Uh-huh. And so she was a phone screener. So I thought, okay, it'll ease them in when they call up the show to participate. They're still talking to a familiar voice because Sammy's answering the phone. So it's one of those little things, the subtle things. But as far as like being on air, it was like, no, this is the Heidi and Frank show and this is what we do. And then we also kept Todd Donahoe around for a while. He was their sports guy, so we talked to him on Mondays and Fridays. So he'd been around there for 25 years with those guys. So there's little pieces here and there of familiarity that I thought, now once they get to know us, we'll do fine. But, um, yeah, I think the the whole idea, I think Mark retired with full intent and coming back and taking over KLOS from me. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, we were... Uh, nice enough to pay him respect and say, you know, he came on the air a couple times and was saying, hey, these guys are great, you know, you should listen to them, mm-hmm. and big shoes to fill, big shoes, these guys have really big shoes to fill, and I mean, he kept saying that, I was like, okay, okay, I understand, you know, I'm still going to give respect to you, right. you know, I do look up to you as being in, in the radio business and, ha- and having that kind of longevity, and then uh, he just kept kind of hanging out, 
And uh, he told Sammy that he goes, hey, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Really? Like, and, she, and she told me, I'm like, what the fuck's he talking about? And then uh, he started trying to pick people off from the show, like trying to hire Sammy away. And then he hired, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, the Todd Donahoe. The, and he hired him away. But he kept calling everybody on my staff, like trying to take pieces of bits here to like make my show fail. And I was like, motherfucker. So uh, he never, I mean, he was always hanging out and they weren't going to give him the job. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they let us keep it. And uh, and we just resigned our deals. Like I said, it's the second deal. And he, now he's just upset. And I think he wanted to get rid of Brian to begin with. Oh, and he wanted they to hate come each back. other. They, uh, the truth be told, they hate each other. They hate their gut. And so yeah, he lived in South Carolina doing the show, and uh, and Brian was out here. And the idea was Brian was going to take over. He was going to take over after Mark retired because Mark got to you know, announce it, had this huge countdown for a couple months, had a write up in the fucking paper. Right. You know, oh, Mark's leaving, and Brian never got shit. And so it was assumed that Brian would take the gig. And they, when they came and talked to me about it, I was like, you know what? I, I, if I were you, I'd take Brian over me because it's just uh, the name alone. Right. And you won't, you know, have to make a, such a, a drastic change. And they're like, okay, you know, we'll keep that in mind. And if Brian doesn't take it, then it's yours. And I said, okay. And uh, the very last day on the air, uh, Mark's like, I'm out of here. And Brian said, well, I guess I am too. I'm going to retire too. And just announced it on the air that day. And the fucking phone rang. It's like, hey, it's your job. Great, but then the entire staff got fired. So really, how many time, how many days from when they retired to when you started? I think I started a, a week later. They they played some best of Mark and Brian for a week, and then we started that that following Monday. How important? There's a couple things. Like, I really have learned this from doing TV shows, and I'm assuming radio is the same way. How important is chemistry? Like, oh, it's 100. percent I mean, yeah, you got to have that, and it's a luck of the draw a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it really is. I mean, you, you can't force it. You, I mean, as long, if you have it with somebody, then you, you you just run with it. And like I said, I've had it with Heidi for 15 years and, and with Frosty, the three of us. I, I know Frosty forever. I mean, that that's a special show that'll go down in history, the Frosty, Heidi, and Frank I show. Remember I remember. Mean, it was like nine, yeah. a nine-year run at KLSX. Were you on 98.7 when Seacrest was on? Yeah, Seacrest was the afternoon guy, and I was, yeah. and I was doing mornings. I remember that. Yeah. He had a, He had the crazy tips back then. Yeah, he was a super young guy, but he was still hungry as hell, and he was doing afternoon drive and all excited and doing ideas. And I remember he wanted to do stuff with the morning show and yeah. cross promote each other. And you know, he was also the first guy I remember listening to the radio, and he was the first guy I remember thinking he's completely honest about being kind of metro right. and about his tips and and liking things that maybe most dudes don't like. Right. And it was so refreshing to hear. It was a different style that right. I had heard on the radio because most guys on the radio are very type A kind of alpha male right? and that too though for that station at the time it was still female 18 to 34 when right. you think about your demo so it's like you know when we went to uh, KLSX it was men 25 to 54 Right. so it's like okay then that fits my personality more but we had Jamie who was the for the females uh, 18 to 34 it's like her personality so I would just kind of like uh, I guess be there to help guide the show right. in that way. Right? I was a character on that show as opposed to when I'm going for men where I can be the lead on the show and be more relatable that way. And, and, and right now, right? So when you when you got this gig, you're basically, you were like, I'm going to be me and I'm going to go down with the captain's hat on. Yeah. Is that a scary fucking... Is it scary? Uh, it, it's... Well, yeah. I mean, it is in a way, but then I, I knew that we were going to succeed. 
I was like, fuck this. Like, I don't, everybody wanted to be the guy who took over for the guy who took over. Right. They're all waiting on me to fail. Yes. And so I was like, no, I, I'm the only guy that's actually standing here going, I want it. And I was honest enough to say, give it to Brian. But I want it. If he doesn't want it, I'll take it. But nobody else was even standing in line. Nobody threw their hat in. Well, because Everyone you don't like, want to replace I a legend, give, dude. I give it a year. Yeah, I was like, uh, it'll never last. And then, uh, like I said. But the station passed. had patience with you. Yeah. But yeah. Here, here's the thing. I'm, I keep repeating this to people and, and to the, the people who listen to this podcast. There's some similarities but with successful people, which is, one, you got to be true to yourself with whatever you're doing. Two, You've got to take at some point in time. You've got to take a risk. Not every risk is going to pay off. Oh no, hell no. I, I mean, I, we we've all fallen, but you have to take that risk to to truly be great, to truly be as good as you want to be in whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, because I plan on keeping this gig for the next twenty five years. Yeah, because th- th- this is the dream gig, right? Right, and I'm the youngest guy in LA doing it. Yeah, I mean, besides, besides Ryan, I mean, Ryan's doing it. He's younger than I am. But as far as like being on the air, it's like you got uh, you know Kevin and Bean who are old as fuck, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and and you got and you got Mark who decided to come back and, and start doing it as well. But uh, you, you look at the ratings and the, and the demos, and it's like okay, his audience is fifty plus because they they were brought up with him. So every year, twenty percent of his audience is going to die or just be out of the demo. Not no, even, no, not even count. It's They're going Naples it's, and it's, die. Yeah, it's pretty much add death. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I have 20 years left, and I'll be as old as those guys. Is this like, and I, I, I have talked about this before. Like, so this is the dream job. Yeah, this is this is the coveted job. This was L.A. This was this mornings. is it. This was it. This had been held onto for so long that once it came back up. Did pod has po- have podcasts hurt radio? Uh, have they affected radio at all? Have they affected the way people do radio? Any of that? Uh, I think I don't. I think for the people who actually go out there and find podcasts and search them out are a certain type of person anyway. I, I think that uh, if it's going to change at all, it's going to have to come from within where radio is going to have to pull in podcasts, which I wouldn't mind doing. I mean, when I, when I started the Toad Hop Network, yeah. I wanted to have radio quality sound and to do uh, FM talk radio like we were doing because it was successful and nobody picked up that ball because it was an expensive format. So I would like to work on bringing that back to where maybe – calm down the podcast from being so blatantly open with right. the, with the language and, and the content and be able to take some of the better talent and go why not create another FM talk channel on on an HD2 channel for KLOS to bring bring podcasters back to radio so it's like the, there's not one or the other or satellite because I, the radio is never going to die i mean i know i said radio is dead in my you know, when I first went right. to podcasting, but it's never going to die because, you know, so many people don't have the means to have a car that has a smart yeah. dash and all this stuff. Radios has more people tuning in every single week or month than television. People still do it. There's also 90% of people listen to the radio every single week. The truth is also like when you're driving to work, there's something about the format. Right. It's funny. It's quick paced. And it's local. I mean, yeah. And we live here. We're going to be talking about what's going on uh, and and not take ourselves too seriously. We're just trying to get you to work faster and make your day go by quicker. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not going to take myself too seriously. Oh, I haven't. I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> craziest. Give me your craziest. Like, you could be in studio. Your, like, where the, your craziest radio story. 
fan. It could be fan. I, t- I, oh my God. I have I told you about the woman who I gave an autograph to at a show, and I came back to the same town the year later, and she had tattooed the autograph on her arm. <laughs> Oh my God! The craziest for me. My it just God. makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I think we'd have to be in. Uh, well, since you're going down the stalker realm. No, it could be anything. It could oh, be something. Oh my God! Listen, you know, we brought a a homeless guy on stage once in Seattle for open mic, and we thought it'd be funny. And then at one point, it got real dark, and he threatened to kill everybody. Great story, but you know, it just went like it went from hey, this guy's funny to all of a sudden. He talked about how he was a clown in a circus, and they fired him. And now he well, I think the, 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 cra- the craziest moments for me are not so much the ones where I was working in radio, because you are you are answering to somebody. You have right corporate, you know, to to talk to, so you can't really do that much. But when we were podcasting and doing it out of the garage, and eventually doing it over at Universal Studios, uh, we were doing those live stage shows. Yeah, and we could do anything we fucking wanted. And we had like a, a 93-year-old burlesque dancer come out and start the show. And then she ended up like dying like a week later. Come on. Yeah, but it's like, it's things, being if able If you to... had booked her a week later, that would have been great <laughs> oh, radio. Yeah, she's just, just a pile of bones <laughs> up there and a feather boa around it. <laughs> oh my God. But it's like being able to do whatever you wanted. Like when, I think this, was it uh, the hologram? Was that Tupac did the hologram? Yeah, yeah. Right at that time, and we did a live stage show and did this weird hologrammy thing for the audience. It was like... The, have complete freedom to do whatever you whatever you wanted and not have to answer to anybody it was that was the most fun that i ever had is that the difference between podcast and radio is that the, it's you podcast you're not answering to anybody except for yourself right and uh with uh with radio it's all about you know the sponsorships and and pacing structure I, yeah it's like a lot of for stuff. this bikini contest we got coming up because we got Sogfest is uh this saturday it's our our big party at the end of the year at the grove in anaheim where we have uh, some of the best bands from stay or go which is a segment on friday where i try to find the best new music aaron and, knows he's not in his head there you go and so uh the best bands uh, according to the fans we're going to going to play Sogfest, and we're gonna have a bikini contest and I wanted to get like the, the top girls of the bikini contest to create a calendar. It's called call it the uh, the KLOS calendar because it's say KLOS. Yeah, uh, very radioy. Yeah. But they were like, ah, KLOS. I don't know if we can sell ass. People, you know, stay away from that. Sponsors won't buy that. I'm like, we're a fucking rock station. Let's never forget who we are. We are a rock station. The word ass. Let's not be too a bunch is, of pussies. Yeah. You know what I mean, let's fucking let's be a rock station. And uh, so there's like that little. Did you go with ass or anus? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> KLO. <laughs> It's anatomically correct. Yeah, we could have gone with that. You, did you try K- KOL taint? <laughs> <laughs> I will run it by them. <laughs> I doubt a KOL taint. I remember will, will my, make it. when my son asked me the first time, he goes, What's a taint? And I go, Taint the ass, taint the nuts. The yeah. taint. We always used to call it the sandbar. Oh, the Gaza Strip. We call it the Gaza Strip there. A lot of fighting, a lot of feuding going on. Nobody knows whose yeah. land that is. Is it, is it the assholes? Is it the nuts? Nobody really wants to populate it. It's <laughs> no. this weird no, it's area. Like barren and always smells a little weird. I had somebody uh, after my show this weekend. It was crazy. There were some really interesting characters that came with me after the show, the meet and greet. One woman was talking about, tell him. I go, what? Tell him he needs to clean his taint to her boyfriend. I'm like, I don't care if he cleans his taint. She was like, I do. I'm like, well, then you should tell him. And then he said something. He goes, right, bro, we're men. We don't wash our taints. I go, well, that's where I disagree. <laughs> yeah, like, I wash my taint. But I don't whatever. wash around it. But yeah. 
I, there's no like it's not walled off. Where I'm like, <laughs> nobody touches. Yeah, I, their water hits it. I get a rag down there, but for whatever reason, he was like, on this is what he said on principle, I'm not washing it. I'm like, well. I'm not sure that's what you want to hang your hat on. Is a well, smelly it's his tank. wife or girlfriend, girlfriend eats ass, and he doesn't feel comfortable, so he's going to make it as horrible as possible, so she can't go down there and eat his ass. You think that's what it is? It's a, it's a very uh, vulnerable situation. Yeah, I mean, when well, you're depending on how ass, you do it, how you do it. Well, if you go all four, if you're on your all fours, yeah, still, it's that is vulnerable. If you go on your back, like you're getting a diaper change, yeah, you get your heels behind your head. Yeah. I remember the first time that happened, I was like, this is weird. I don't like, because you have to grab your own legs. Right. And I was like, I don't think I ever envisioned myself in this situation. Yeah. It's like you're getting your box eaten. Yeah, but it's not a box. I know, but you feel like it is. You feel like you feel like a woman. I, I did. I felt really feminine. I liked it. Did you like it? Uh, did I like it when it happened? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did it become a thing, a part of the repertoire of sex? For me and that woman? Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, honey, took a shower. <laughs> well, I never said no. Did she offer it a lot? Uh, if she would offer it, hey, can I eat your ass? Define a lot. Uh, once a week? Well, I would say whenever she blew me, she would take a little trip down there. My just God. to kind of see what was happening. Whenever. Whenever she blew me. She dropped a finger? Oh, she's def- she definitely she was the first girl that f- gave me the finger in the ass. She loves ass. Apparently. I'm not opposed to a finger in the ass. Yeah. Two fingers in the ass? Nah. No, did she try two? Yeah, she tried, and I was like, I'm not, like, that's hey, not. Like, hey, come on. Yeah, that, to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I couldn't get over it mentally, to tell you the truth. I know. That's and, all it was. And you knew if you went two, she'd go three. I, but that, my, with mentally, I was like, where does this end? Where does this, I know <laughs> where this ends. she's moving end. your mouth yeah. through her hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when she's like, you don't mind if I just put this on my body for a second, right? <laughs> nah, I don't like that. Don't yeah, like that. I know. That's not what I, I that was my thing. Like I was like, let's just let's just have it be a fun little special thing. But I think once you start getting in there, and plus, honestly, here's my two fears. One, where does it end? Yeah. Three fears. Two, I really like it. What if I'm like, what if I really like that? That then I'm gonna I'm I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about that. And three, I heard that your asshole is not like a vagina. The vagina kind of always kind of bounces back because mm-hmm. assholes do not they don't that's the that your asshole can get a little loosey-goosey oh my god yeah <laughs> i thought it always snap back no aaron will you google if the asshole snaps back well if you google loose assholes you're gonna see people gaping out <laughs> no, on no. purpose <laughs> you know what to google google if the asshole muscle bounces back i don't think it does i think it can get a little loosey-goosey yeah i ate a uh, apple not too long ago I have no idea where this is going, but I'm dying to know. Well, I mean, as far as getting like fruits and fibers and stuff, right. I really haven't been that much of a guy about that. And so I had this big, it was like uh, the kind that looks kind of greenish and kind of reddish. Yeah, I like those, like a yeah. Macintosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a big one. And I ate that whole apple, I mean, all the way down to the core. And uh, I think I might have even eaten the core because I heard you could do that. Yeah. My mother told me we couldn't, that you were going to die if you ate the seeds. I grew up thinking. Don't eat the seeds. Those are cyanide. Yeah, but if you eat a thousand of them, not if you eat the six yeah, that are in true. the apple. So I eat the, the whole apple, and then when the time came, I mean, like the roughage is working its yeah. business. I had such an excellent shit that I think I, I kind of fell in love with that apple. I mean, like I was like I felt like I just got it's satisfying. love fucked, love fucked. You know what I mean? Like when you make love to somebody, yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, that was that was like baby making sex right there. <laughs> that apple <laughs> on the way out, love fucked me. <laughs> 
gave you a little tap on the way oh, out. Oh, I was like, that's weird. I'm, I I've never had that experience with an apple, no. so I don't know. It was the best shit I ever had in my life. Really, yeah. from an apple? From an apple. Do you ever eat raisin bran? Mm-mm. I really don't. Like, as far as breakfast goes, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm up and I use up like a protein bar or something because I, I get up at two thirty in the morning. Get the fuck out of here! So my fucking alarm goes off two thirty eight actually two thirty eight. What time do you go to sleep? About ten. So you I get sleep about for four hours. Four hours a night, and then one day during the week, I'll just be like, and I'm, I'm I'm just on the couch, and they'll just leave me there all night long. You only sleep for four hours a night? Yeah. And what about the weekends? What do you do? Oh, uh, the weekends I can I I stay up late, and uh, get up early. I'm fucking stunned. I mean, I don't get up. At, I mean, I'll sleep in till seven o'clock. But for me, that's fucking sleeping in. Four hours. Four hours a night. Oh, I would. I what would... time do you go to bed? Well, it depends how high I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It really yeah. depends on how high I am. Um, I look if it's a night with some good TV. Yeah. What are you watching? I love the fucking Walking Dead, dude. Yeah, it's back. Fucking the Walking Dead. That second episode. Oh, just... I just watched. Yeah. It. I like Walking Dead. I like the leftovers. I haven't seen it. Um, I listen. I watch The Voice. I'm not gonna lie to you. The Voice, huh? I, mean... I, I I watch The Voice because secretly I want to be a musician. I want to yeah. be a singer. So I always pick every time I watch The Voice. I'm like, that's not a song. I wouldn't sing that song. <laughs> that's a bad <laughs> yeah, I'm choice. Like, no, I wouldn't sing that song choice. Didn't you watch American Idol? Song choice. So what is your song choice? Karaoke bar. What do you sing? Um. Uh, don't act like you don't know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, well, there's a couple different. Who am I with? My wife? Yeah. Let's get it on, Marvin Gaye. Oh. Crush it. You're with a group of people. Uh, some you know, some you don't. Uh, probably Wrecking Ball. What? Oh, I'd go in there and I'd fucking kill it. Kill it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. We got to do this. I take, I take, oh, I take some swings with Wrecking Ball. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Listen, I'm- The best karaoke I've ever seen, uh, I was, uh, you know Dimples over there in Burbank? Oh, yeah, very well. Uh, is it still there? I've yeah. been there forever. It's not there anymore? When did it go? Like six months ago. Six, six months? Burned ago. down? No, it's, it's they, they moved. They oh, is this nothing now? Once fuck. Jay Leno left, that was it. But uh, I was sitting in Dimples at, during the day, because the station was right there, so it's like the closest little bar. So I went in there, and I was having a beer, and a uh, UPS guy came in and to deliver something and gets on stage, sings 99 Luft Balloons in German, Nina's song. Yeah. Full on, nailed every word, and walked out and got back in his truck and pulled away. I was like, that was fucking awesome. He literally, like, he should, if he had dropped the mic. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know Luft Balloons. And I was like, he's, he's the UPS guy. Yeah, <laughs> dropped the mic. <laughs> He, in, he into the came truck. in dressed in brown? Yeah, he was he was working. <laughs> Got on stage. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, my mailman has the biggest biceps. He rolls up. He rolls up to a No bu- legs. No, zero legs. <laughs> But he's got, and he rolls up his shirt to like midway down his shoulder. So, you know, the, the trick to that is so it cuts off the circulation a little bit so it looks super basketball. Yeah, yeah. Dude is jacked. And when he hands you his, the mail, he always makes sure he hands it to you out like this so his biceps a little bit flexed. I fucking lo- And I told him, I took the mail one day. He was like, he signed for it, and he put his arm out like that. And I go, just so you know, man, the bicep game, love it. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I go, it's <laughs> just me and you. You've you've got your sleeves rolled up of mid-shoulder. So unless you're in Shanana. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Bowser yeah. in Shanana. Well, where'd I pull that from? Fuck, that was deep, man. Oh my God. Bowser Shanana. Yeah. <laughs>
that came, I don't even know what part of my brain. You ever say something where you're not even sure what part of your brain that yeah. came out of? All the time. Because I smoke. I smoke. Do you? Are you a weed guy? Yeah, yeah. Are you an every night weed guy? I have been lately. I, I for the longest time. That was like about being in radio, and I've always been open and honest about smoking weed on yeah. the air, and and the whole Frank Army thing kind of happened, where it was just like it was about stoners. Who were functioning? I mean, you, you held jobs, so you weren't the stereotypical. It's like we, there's a bunch of us right. who get the high way, every night. The and majority get our shit of done. people who smoke weed yes. are not Cheech and Chong. Yeah, we get our shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's where that the Frank Army came about. But because of that, because of talking about it, people would hand me weed. I'd get heavy hands all the time. Just like, hey, Frank, love the show. Hey, Frank Army. And I'm just getting pockets yeah. filled with weed. Pot pockets. To where, to where I did not purchase weed for ten years. Because I was handed so much weed on the streets on a I, daily basis. I people always ask me at shows if I'll smoke with them, and I I'm in, man. Yeah, I, I'm on board, but I'm a more of an edible guy now. Really? Yeah, because um, I like the slow climb. You know what I like about edibles is about an hour and a half in, it taps you on the shoulder and you turn around, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it smacks you in the face, and you go, oh, yeah. hey, you're here. <laughs> I do something, almost uh, not every night, uh, on Twitter, I do something called a high walk, where I, I get super high, and I grab my dog, and I walk around my neighborhood, and it's like- What, do you periscope it? I tweet it. I'm periscoping tweet. it tonight for my birthday. Oh, okay, the high walk, huh? Oh, dude, it's like, I, first of all, I spent, uh, uh, my one of my first high walks, I decided- as I was walking, and I was walking down the street, I, I decided that I had found a better design for the stop sign. So I went, <laughs> <laughs> I went home and I drew. I like I had a whole notebook. I'm like, this one's better, this one's better. And I woke up the next day and I was like, I can't wait to see the. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I opened them up. I'm like, those are fucking terrible. <laughs> That's awful. Stop sign pretty much nailed it. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> I was like, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I think we're kind of used to it yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I was like, who? It was written in there. Like, you should have seen too. Some of them were in just like, I, I would, in all caps, write, not in red. Like I was doing blue. <laughs> like I was changing the color and it was like the whole, I, I it's, but I, I like an edible because I like the slower climb and I like the longer high. Yeah. There's this uh, edible powder that uh, you can just put in anything. What? You haven't seen it yet? What? It's yeah, it's it's like a Is it called cocaine? <laughs> because oh. I think yeah. Well, it makes your guns yeah, run. Yeah, you wanna, yeah. You stay I think you're up. doing it wrong. I think you're doing it wrong. Uh no, it's just like it's edible powder and uh you can put it in a water bottle, shake it up, and you, you got you know, pot what? water. What? Put it in a beer, you know, you got one beer left, throw it in there, you got pot. Where beer. did you find that? Uh let's see, Danny Mathers. She's the uh, playmate of the of the year. Yeah. And that's like, uh, I guess, a side gig of hers. It's like she's uh, developing this pot flower or something like that. I don't know. She, I she gave it, it to me. I ate it. How was it? It was awesome. Have you ever eaten too much of an edible? Oh, yeah. She, I think I ate too much. That'll fuck you up. <laughs> I don't, you know what? When you eat too much of an edible, it's like a ride you cannot get off of. You ever been? What happened when you've been so high? Like, did you with weed or where you, yeah, so high that you were like, "Fuck, I'm so high right now. I gotta stop doing like whatever I'm doing and just stay here." It was the first time I had an edible. Yeah. Where I because if you eat too much of an edible, it's as close to a, as a, a mushroom as you're gonna get without taking mushrooms. I'm, I my brother hallucinated. Um, this okay? He I I was eating something called a space cake, and I was like, dude. Is that over in Amsterdam? It, it was here. They it was bought here? It, yeah. 
And um, he, I was basically, well, I was trying to pull a practical joke on him. And because um, I was like, which one of my brothers do I want to give a near-death experience to? <laughs> Does that have mushrooms in it? It, it had a hallucinogenic yeah. effect. But he texted me like an hour and a half after he ate the um, half the space cake. And he, his text was just numbers. And I said, what is that? And he said, my vital signs. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and he had gone to CVS and he had put his arm in one of those blood pressure machines. <laughs> I got stuck. Yeah, and he was like, I think I'm dying, I'm dying. And I sent him this text back. I sent him a text back that said, you're not dying, but you could die. Just remember, the most important thing is to never, and I hit send, I turned off my phone, and I went to sleep. So he he got a text that just said, never what? I got like 80 texts from him. Never what? But never what? <laughs> never what? Are you okay? He thought I died. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I remember, do cars even have OnStar in them anymore? Where you call the operator for like directions. I mean, I don't think people need it with their yeah, phones and things, yeah. but uh, and they were always located in South Carolina or Georgia. So yeah. you call them up, and they never could read a map. They're like, you know, what's your name, Mister Kramer? You know, like and like. Uh, so I was so fucking baked one night, and I just left like this guy's house where we got super high. I didn't think I was even high yet, but it, like hit me in the car. I'm like, oh fuck, man, I'm way too high. So I called OnStar, and I was like, hey, can you just stay on the phone with me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, what? Like, yeah, I'm, can you just stay on the phone with me? I don't know where I am. I need a friend. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I know. Can you just talk me down? Oh, uh, the OnStar lady. My brother and I were super high at the movie theater, right? And he's sitting there. And he's when he gets high, he's super paranoid that people think he's high. Yeah. I'm not. That's not my thing. Because that can ruin your whole fucking situation. So he goes, you think these people think we're high? I go, no, dude, you're fine. Just relax. He goes, everybody knows we're high. I go, nobody knows we're high. And we walk up to the counter uh, to order our food at the movie theater. And I go, you go first, dude. What do you want? And he goes, I'll have three hot dogs and a Skittles and one of the pretzels. And I go, well, now they know you're high. (laughs) (laughs) You were fine before. That's just for you, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, now everybody, you ordered three yeah. hot dogs, Skittles, and a pretzel? <laughs> How many movies are you going to see? What's the last movie you saw? In the theater? Yeah. Uh, oh, what was the last? I don't remember. Long time? You don't get to go much? No, you know what? I think I just saw it. I went with my wife. I was high. Oh, I saw Mission Impossible. That was good. Listen, that plane stunt... Whatever. He's a weird little fella. Yeah, the plane stunt, the water fucking stunts. Dude, Jesus. I was like, I, cause I, I had heard he did the plane stunt. And then when I saw it, I was like, there's no way that's real. Who straps himself to a fucking airplane? <laughs> that, was, that was no shit, dude. Le, no, let's, let's be very clear. If anything is flying through the air, a bug hits you when you're doing 400 miles an hour, because I think planes do 400. Yeah. That's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, because fucking... I've been riding a, bu- a bike and a bug's hit me. I'm like, that fucking hurt. <laughs> but I'm not doing 400 on my bike. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he's he's crazy like that. But that's his adrenaline rush. Yeah. I don't... And then I saw him training to hold his breath because those underwater scenes. Six look... minutes. Yeah. That you can do that. You can train just to hold your breath for six, seven minutes long. If I told you, hey, man, listen, we're going to do some training for three months. Are you going to be able to hold your breath for six minutes at the end of it? My answer would be, why do I fucking need to do that? 
I could do something else for three Because you could pull just like a three-foot tube and then hold it for seven minutes, exhale, and no smoke comes out. You could also freak some people out in the pool. You could jump in, and they'd be like, I think just, he... Just lay on the bottom. Just lay on the bottom a couple bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> because You know what you could do with your buddy? Give everybody space cakes and go lay on the bottom of the yeah, pool. You know what? <laughs> you could actually pull a great practical joke. You could go to somebody's house. And just kind of slip into the pool and lay down there in the bottom and wait for it to come up, somebody to come up and find you. <laughs> oh, I would. Do you know whose house I would do it at? This is gonna be a terrible joke. Oh, uh, I know, uh, Captain Kirk's house. Tommy Lee. <laughs> Captain Kirk, Tommy Lee. Yep, same thing. Uh, yeah. Didn't Captain Kirk's wife die in the bottom of the pool? I think so. Yeah. He that's, said that's gonna be a tough. Yeah. Find. Or not, it's your wife. Yeah. Some guys <laughs> dancing around the pool. Hey, skimming it off over. Your son is twelve. Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah gonna be he's gonna be twelve uh, October thirtieth. So a couple weeks. Okay. Okay. So you talking about having people over your house? Are you gonna be one of the guys who's gonna be like, hey, you can have your friends over, you guys can drink in the backyard, but nobody leaves, or you guys can smoke in the backyard and nobody leaves? Are you gonna be that? Oh, have you thought me. about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have you to. You have to, right? When when my daughter was wanting to party with her girlfriends, I right. was like, yeah, you girls can stay, you know, here. I don't want you guys leaving. pre-partying here and then right. leaving. Right. You, know, no. you have to stay. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't, yeah, it sucks. I, I don't want to be that parent. There's an in-between. Because here's the deal. One, at the end of the day, if I, if you had my son over, and they drank there, and you didn't tell me. Right. That's a gray area. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get doing it, but it can't be, hey, you can't tell my dad, or you can't tell my mom. Well, then if they don't know, I can't be the guy who's feet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'm too young as a parent to be that parent who lets kids party. There's got to be that set of old parents that we always knew the guy whose parents were 80. Yeah. Because he was a mistake. And he had a so he had a brother who was forty five and yeah, you were in second grade. So funny! Like, he thought that was his dad. Yeah. Like, no, that's my dad. <laughs> it's like he ended up going to their house. They can't hear shit. They stay upstairs. You party and smoke weed downstairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the family or the parents that have to take that because if they don't talk to me about it, I'm in on the secret too. Like okay, they're going over to that house to to party. Right. They're going to stay there. Those parents don't know. I'm not going to hold them responsible. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we were getting. I'm sure, I think somebody else has to come in. All right. Hey, listen, dude. It's very easy to talk to you. Thanks for having me, man. We need to do this. You got to come on my show, too. I would, I would fucking love to, of course. Yeah, anytime. Um, all right, so is there anything you want to... You you're plugging your national... Uh, if you want to, you can actually download the Heidi and Frank app now. It's in the iTunes store. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, get the app and uh, become a premium member. Everything we've ever done, from podcasting to the garage, all the video, everything is accessible through uh, the VIP membership at HeidiandFrank.com. And also, I mean, 95.5 KLOS every morning, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Be there. And if you want to come out to our big celebration, just a, a, a celebration of the listeners and of new music and of bikini-clad girls and a surprise headliner, which I'll tell you off the air, but nice. everyone's going to shit their pants. It's absolutely free to get into. No tickets necessary. When no is tickets that? needed. It's this Saturday at the, uh, the Grove in Anaheim. And doors open at 7.30, but like I said, all ages. And, uh, That's just, the 24th. The 24th, 24th, this Saturday. So um, be sure and come out and say, say hey. I will be in Nashville this weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th with Sarah Tiana. Last time I was in Nashville, uh, Jewel jumped on stage with us and sang some songs. Yeah. Oh, sh- 
Have you had her on her show? On your show? Only through uh, she's called the show a Dude, couple times. She first hasn't of all, been in. she's super funny. Like, she got on stage and improved with us. Yeah. And the first thing she said was funnier than anything we had said all night. <laughs> And I said, you can't have a better voice and be funny. <laughs> you have fucking pick one of those. At least guys. you got that fucked up tooth. No. She got her tooth fixed? Dude, she is flat out gorgeous. I kind of like the fucked up tooth, though. I, 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 maybe I didn't even notice it. Oh, yeah. She is she's gorgeous. And I'm telling you, one of the most down-to-earth, straight-up good people you'll ever meet in your life. I, I was... Yeah, you so, never know what you're gonna get when you're when you're talking to like somebody like Jewel on the phone. Like you, you want to throw out some light stuff and see how she'll respond. And she was, she was cool. She had a very good sense of humor. Great and, sense of but humor. But a lot of people are just dicks. Her book, dude. Her book. I was not expecting it to resonate with me. There are. I have taken quotes out of her book, and put them on paper and put them on my wall. Like they're so. Her upbringing is ridiculous. Yeah, the whole Alaska upbringing, and then she like oh, hitchhiked all the way to Mexico or some shit. What we're talking about, like when we go back to the ultra successful people, she went all in, man, and she took risks, and some of them worked, and some of them didn't, but it all built her into where she is now. Yeah, but it was amazing. But she came on stage, um, and th- we got better. We got some, not better. We have some more amazing. I know people are gonna come down because I'm playing guitar on stage now. Yeah. I uh, incorporate that into your comedy. You're writing comedy songs. I put them in the middle. I do my comedy. I do some songs in the middle, and then I do some at the end. I sold a song to a soundtrack, a real song, like a music song, not like a funny song. Really? Yeah, dude. So this is a dream. So you're trying to convince yourself to go all in on the music thing too. I think the I love stand up so much, and I like the fact. I think an hour of music would be too much. But you know, it gives a little changes the eyesight a little bit. You know what I mean? It changes it up a little, and we do. I do like three or four songs. At least you'll be entertaining between the songs. Because some pe- some musicians get up there and talk between their songs. You're like, just shut the fuck up and play. <laughs> this is not fun. Well, the way I play, because I've only been playing for six weeks, you're like, uh, talk more. Do really? Less, less playing. Six weeks. Wait, dude, I don't know how to do anything halfway. So I got the guitar, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna start playing. And, and you're already uh, writing songs. Yeah. Fucking. Do you have any? Can we hear any? I don't have I'm no, a, I'm a, but I've already got the blisters on my fingers. I'm a little obsessive compulsive. So when I get in the hotel room, you know, what's the name of the song? The one that I sold. You, you've already sold a song. I told you on in a screenplay. I told you I sold a song to a screenplay. It's called Rescue Me. I played it this weekend in Naples at, at the end of the shows. Did, is it is it like a love ballad or it's what? It's a really kind of country dark. It's jewel esque. It's dark. I, I have it on my phone, maybe. But it's dark and like maybe I do. Yeah, my daughter's a little singer songwriter too, and uh, is she? Yeah, she's she got a boyfriend up there at college, and so she hasn't been writing music because you know when you have pains where music comes yeah. from. Yeah, and um, and I and they're getting ready to break up, and so she wrote a song again. She sent it to me. It's called uh, "You Fisted Me." <laughs> and it's it's a tearjerker. It really is. You know what? I guess I'll have to stop writing that song that I was writing called You Fisted Me. Maybe we could do a duet. Maybe we don't. Oh, it's it's And it's we'd call nice. it Two Fisted Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I couldn't be more proud of it. Uh, dude, thank you very much for joining thank me. Thank you for I having really me. I really had man. a good time. Anytime. Thank you so much. Thank anytime. You, thank you, thank you. I'll come back. Uh, we'll see you guys later. We love you.